You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. New chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Something good for ya. What's going on, everybody? We're hey, live. What's happening? All right. Yes. All three of you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you never know. There's more than that. We just can't see our exact numbers. Oh. We're still get, we're still getting used to this a little bit. No, I'm just happy to be uh, sitting here tonight doing this kind of thing. Like I was, te- I was telling Alex on my way in, I was just like. I didn't have a bad day at work or anything, but I was just excited to come home and do this. I've just I've just had a long fucking week. <laughs> that's that's been my problem. I did too, man. <laughs> Especially since last week, since I took it off. Yeah, sorry. Now I'm having to slouch like you <laughs> to to make sure we're not uh you know fucking this up too much. But hey, we're doing this. We're live, uh, folks. As always, let us know how it sounds in the uh, chat. You know, we're, of course, still trying to get used to these little hiccups here and there. It's all right, Eric. You can uh, watch us figure this out while you have your uh, girly girly margaritas. Your girly margaritas. (laughs) As I'm having tea from a uh, water, life water container, whatever. Are we we drinking uh, Cabo? Are we drinking... uh Bacardi, what are we drinking? Yeah, really. What are you drinking tonight, Cap? I'm drinking water. <laughs> Do you not have any beers in there? Nah, just there's little fruity beers that uh, just some uh, yeah, just some fruity beers in there. But I tried one the other day and it's it's not good. <laughs> they can they can stay in there or be pitched out or somebody else can have them. They'll be <laughs> well, guest beer. Eh, guest beer, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Well, cool. I'm glad everyone's here having a good time with us. Uh, definitely share this around. Uh, also, hey, I'm getting used to this. I'm fi- I, fi- I did it right this time, the very hey. first time. And then I second-guessed myself. But no, give a call to that phone number right down there, 513-463-SGFY, and you can get your ass on this show. I know you want to do that. That'd be really fun. As uh. Johnny Gully is calling it the gong show. Get on the goddamn gong show, y'all. Get on this goddamn gong show. I'm also still kind of... You won't win anything, but... <laughs> fabulous cash and prizes. Cash and prizes not included. That's at our uh, fans-only page. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Christine made it. Hi. Hey. <laughs> no, that's my coworker. She was like, what are you playing on tonight? I'm like, I'm live streaming. Word. <laughs> Hi, coworker Christine. <laughs> no, it's, it's cool. Um, Christine and David, um, all three of us used to work together. Oh. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> so, so it's like a fun little reunion up here in the chat. Nice. Cool well, as always, uh, as I mentioned, call that voicemail hotline number if you want to get on the show. And you know what? Someone already called preemptively and um, left, a, left us a voicemail. I wonder who it could be. I have no idea, but you th- you think we should uh you think we should go ahead and do that? We should th- go ahead and listen to our first voicemail of the night. Ah, uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, let's see if it works without me fucking up anything. Hey y'all, this is Tyler Reed. Oh shit! I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. You know, I normally come on here and say some negative shit to get under your skin, so. I wanted to leave something really nice for y'all today. Uh, I wanted to say that Alex 
You are one of the most beautiful human beings I've ever seen in my life. You know, there's this. this amazing Facebook photo you put up a few weeks ago that I get it hard every time <laughs> I look at it. Like, it, it is better than any porn out there. <laughs> and then, Cap, you have such a beautiful voice, like... And honestly, it warms my heart every single time I hear you talk. And you're a fantastic bass player, fantastic guitar player. Um, and uh, if Ace Fraley is listening to this, I just want to say that you are a really shitty guitar player. Ah! All right, bye. <laughs> I knew it. I knew I couldn't trust that motherfucker. <laughs> Tyler, I just want to say thank you since you love my voice so much. <laughs> trying to make it all a special form. Thanks. Well, it looks like we got a couple, uh, we got a few more calls up in here. We got Johnny G. Figure we can go ahead and give him a listen. Let's see what Johnny's got to say for us. That was very funny, Tyler. Thank you for that. Tyler Reese of the Dirt Preachers and the Witherspoons, by the way. That's right. Fancy plug. We can talk about that a little later yeah, on. Yeah, so we got we'll, a little to talk about uh, with that. I know. It's like our first live stream. We really didn't have much to talk about, and we were relying on the voicemail. This time around, we actually have a little bit to not really talk about, but we've got more to yeah, we more shit's happened exactly. recently. Things have happened. <laughs> so we'll kind of go in ways. We're going to start the show off playing some of these voicemails. We'll kind of chit-chat with you guys out in the uh, chat some. But uh, I found a really fucked up article uh, I want to talk about with Cap. And uh, oh, yeah. Cap, you've got some music stuff going on too. So. Yeah, just the bullshit about really yeah. more than anything. That's right. So hell, let's go ahead and listen to Johnny G. See what he's got to say for us tonight. Hey, it's your boy Johnny G. You and in from a hidden residence out in the shot area. The stronghold is strong, and I am with Miss Jody Phillips. How's it going, Miss Jody Phillips? Interviewing with. Uh, this is my first time. It's been great. Has <laughs> it been great? And we have three onlookers, dogs, minions. How do you go around? Cap, you need to be drinking something other than water. What's wrong with you? It's Saturday. Actually, it's Friday. <laughs> so it's Saturday. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Like Johnny, he's drinking for the both of us. Tonight. I was gonna say, I'm like, geez, Johnny boy, you uh, you, you enjoy you, yourself, my friend. You're feeling good tonight, bud. I'm liking that. He's out amongst the people again. And now, uh, when you call and leave a voicemail message, uh, it does say anything left on this voicemail uh, can be used on the show, which includes two second messages like this. Oh God. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but whoever the caller is, we'll find out in a moment. They did call back in a moment, so we're not laughing at you. But the, right. that that was still that's a, still hilarious. That was pretty fun. All right, here we go. Okay, we have two questions. <laughs> Question one: Where is the furthest you've traveled, and did you like it? And then question number two is, who's your favorite Backstreet Boy member, and why? This is from Angelia and Danny. And don't worry where we're from. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. We already know. I know, but I ain't telling nobody. (laughs) All right. uh, Well, let's (laughs) let's go ahead and take care of the funny one first. Favorite Backstreet Boy member. I got to remind myself as to... Yeah, who pull, the, pull what up the members are. I can't even think of the fem, the famous one right now. Let me pull up uh, Google on that. Sorry. Yeah. So. Sorry, I'm not a Backstreet Boys <laughs> aficionado. We have shows where we nerd out about all rock kinds of music. Bands. <laughs> we hadn't gone down the Backstreet Boys. I'll have like that period where I turn like 50 years old and go through like a boy band catalog phase. <laughs> 
just out of nostalgia. Oh, I remember, I remember E40. Or, no, wait, that was a rapper. <laughs> I'm trying right. to think of like all the non-famous deep cut, deep cut boy bands. <laughs> deep cut. Anybody knows any deep cut boy bands? Just put it in the comments and just show yourselves. <laughs> What's up, Najee? Glad you're watching with us tonight. What up, Najee? Jody, what's up? Cap, hurry the fuck up. How long does it take typed, to look up members of fucking Backstreet Boys? I typed uh, NSYNC first. God damn it, Cap. <laughs> what the fuck? Hang on, hang you on. You have been having a lot of Cap moments lately. Oh, I'm in a... Just because I'm in a good mood. <laughs> That's because I feel great these days. That's right. That's right. We have... Uh, yeah, the only name I ne- uh, recognize is Nick Carter, so that's my favorite one. Well, read them all off for me, bro. You're brother. not going to re- recognize any of these names. Tell me the fucking names. A.J. McLean. Uh-huh. Howie Duro. Uh-huh. Kevin Richardson. Uh-huh. Brian Luttrell. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Carter, the only famous one. And that was Backstreet Boys? Yep. Yeah, you didn't know any of those people, did you? No. Who where, Who was Joey Fatone in? In sync. Oh fuck! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, gonna, I was just gonna pull from that one because uh, uh, t- he's been on telling Steve Dave and he's had some fucking funny ass stories. He is great. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, cool. I still don't like his music, but if I had to, uh, if I ever met the guy, I'm sure we could bullshit for hours, just like on industry bullshit alone, because <laughs> they went through the ringer. Mm-hmm. No, I know you'd stop being Najee. I was really glad you did though. And see, he agrees with me. God damn it, Cap. What? <laughs> what am I doing? You typed in in sync. When we Again. literally talked about Backstreet Boys. I, well, that's that just shows how famous NSYNC was compared to the Backstreet Boys. No, that shows how much you're not paying attention. <laughs> I had NSYNC at the, bottom, uh, at the top of my head thinking of like famous members. And yeah, again, only one famous member of Backstreet Boys. Sorry. But yeah. What was the second uh, question? Uh, the main question, though, was uh, where is the farthest you've traveled and did you like it? It was Italy, and I loved it. Oh, shit. I've never been out of the States. I've only been uh, Italy and Jamaica were the only times I've ever been uh, out of the country. Yeah, no, I have never been out of the States. I've been, um, I was in a crust punk band when I lived in Roanoke, and um, we did a week-long tour, and the first day uh, we went from Roanoke all the way up to a spot in Jersey. Uh, so from Jersey all the way back down to North Carolina and Virginia, we kind of hit a bunch of little stops on the way from there. And then I did roadie, uh, merch work, uh, for Annie scene. And, um, we went down to Texas and worked our way back up. Never went to the West coast or anything yet. Never been to the West coast. Yeah, I have, I've gotten very, I've, I've traveled a lot within those handful of states I mentioned, but that's, that's about as far out as I've gone though, is like that Jersey area. What are your, uh, destination spots? Like what's the next place that you're just dying to go to in the future? Next place I'm dying to go to. Hmm. I really do want to go to New York. Um, me too. I, I want to plan out some sort of uh red bank into New York, uh, trip that For way. Sure. Cause of course, with all this podcasting stuff, duh, we like, you know, the Smodco, Kevin Smith shit. So it's like, I want I want to do the Jersey tour of going to the Quick Stop, going to um, Secret Stash and all that shit. Go to you like know. a shared universe just for funsies, maybe record an episode. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, and Dave Weimer from uh, Cod Pod Network, he lives out now that way. For sure. So, no. So I'd love to go out there and hang out some and then work our way up to New York and just 
fuck around in the city for a weekend. I've never <laughs> been to New York, and that's definitely like my number one destination place that I haven't been to yet. Yeah. Yeah, so th- that would definitely be on my list. Definitely uh, later on, uh, maybe uh, preferably months from now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, again, guys, uh, if you want to pop on the show, if you got some stuff to say, if you got questions, if you got topic ideas, if something happened and you want us to talk about it, give us a call on that voicemail hotline number right there. And who knows? Maybe a little bit later on, I'll turn off the voicemail and I might let people actually call in. So who knows? We'll figure that out. We'll be cool. We'll, we'll, we'll think that through. We'll see if we want that to happen. If, if you want to call in, and if you feel like you really got some stuff you want to talk about with us, uh, then yeah, leave a voicemail and pitch your idea to us. Yes. There we go. Call up. Call the voicemail. Pitch your idea to us. And if we like it, uh, we'll give you a call back on that number. That would be fun. Colorado. Good choice, Tyler. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. See? Nice haircut. Thank you, Najee. Yes. <laughs> nah, man. I think I think that'd be a whole lot of fun, though. For sure. Now, uh, there was something though uh, I ran across this week that I was like, "Holy, what the fuck!" <laughs> uh, let me get it pulled up here. I actually had. I say you got notes. I, I actually had notes this time around. Feels like the old days, man. I used to like almost script the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you hear about the uh, man that sold a dildo from a sex shop? A man that sold a dildo from... Stole. Oh, stole. Stole. Nabbed. Everybody, well, I guess everybody's stealing something. Well, no, I didn't. I, well, <laughs> I, I guess everybody's stealing a, something nowadays. I, I guess somebody's going to steal a dildo. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke and it landed poorly. I was like, no, I haven't heard the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't just any dildo. Okay. Uh, so th- this is, a, I'll just, I'm trying to not give away too much from it. Uh, this is There's New a York- big payoff, huh? <laughs> In more ways than one. Oh, boy. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, this is uh, from the New York Post. A hardened crook pulled off a cockamamie crime <laughs> by swiping a giant dildo from Las Vegas sex shop. The masked man captured on video, uh, he strode into the Deja Vu Love Boutique in Sin City on July 14th and grabbed a massive three-foot-tall 40-pound dildo standing in the sales floor. <laughs> All right. First off, he used the word cockamamie. Yes, he did. <laughs> I, just, I just love all the cock and uh, dick puns they were t- able to throw in this article. I was just saying, that's nice. Yeah. Like, seriously, I clicked on a few articles, and that had, like, the most puns, and I'm like, you have won my heart, New York Post. Thank you. That is hilarious. But what was it, 40 pounds? 43 pounds? It was, pull back up to it, three foot tall, 40 pound. I mean, what? Do you, clearly you're not going to, how? <laughs> now, Cap. Why? <laughs> now, Cap, how much would you reckon this thing goes for? Hundreds? Hundreds of dollars? Mm-hmm. G- g- give, me, give me your rough ballpark. $500. You're still a little cold there, bud. Are we talking hundreds or thousands? Just or thousands? Just give, just give me another. Just give All me right, eight hundred. Uh, still pretty cold there, buddy. Fifteen hundred. Getting a little warmer. Three grand. Now nah, you're a little too hot. Okay. Two thousand dollars. <laughs> and it's not like that's just a novelty piece of yes! just a- equipment for a, yes! no reason yes! at all. <laughs> So yeah, steal the motherfucker. <laughs> Who's gonna pay two grand for that? 
<laughs> Seriously, I, uh, they've got a video on here, which unfortunately, trying to do this isn't going to do much for you. I was about to ask, what the fuck did he steal it with? <laughs> His fucking hands, Cap. <laughs> it's, what he st- he sat on it and fucking ran out the store. <laughs> yeah, right. It's got wheels or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> they see me rolling, <laughs> riding dirty. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a that's a new that's a new one. So it was like it was three feet, right? <laughs> three feet forty. Uh, three feet forty-two. Yeah, three feet. Oh, okay. forty pounds. Yeah, you can carry that. <laughs> One-handed. <laughs> <laughs> David Hammer. He goes. Uh, I mean, could he not wait for another stimulus check? <laughs> I think he was looking for a little bit of a different stimulus immediately. <laughs> More like a stimulus package, if you will. Oh, oh, what's up, Dustin? Hey, what's up, Dustin? Nah, so I, I heard about that uh, this afternoon. I was like, holy fuck, I got I got to bring that up. That's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Oh man, nah. So this has actually been a pretty productive week for us. Uh, we've had a good bit of stuff going on. All I did uh, since I took. Last week off because I thought we were going to go play shows, but it didn't turn out. So yeah. I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to latch on to every little project I can. So that's kind of trying to get my engineering chops back up over at Justin's. Uh, Justin Campbell's from Violent Life, Violent Death. Yes. Uh, he uh, he produced the uh, um, our last record, the uh, Never Heard of Him. Yep. Helped, uh, got vocals. He's really good at like vocals. Like He'll make you feel real comfortable. I enjoyed doing that a lot. It made it fun. Did hey, did you Chris. feel like did you feel like that when you were uh, cutting with him that it that it made that it was more fun than anything there was no pressure for the first time yeah yeah right. uh, because there was a few times because uh, we did a bunch of tracking uh, for the record and um, when Justin came into the picture uh, we went back and listened to all the tracks and he just kind of kind of looked at me and was like you're you're not too happy with these vocal tracks sorry I was like no not really he goes yeah I can hear it run in there give it a try now. And I was like, ah, I don't, I don't know if I can, you know, bust one out like right now. And he was like, No, no, no. He goes, Don't worry about it. And I said, like, Okay. And I went in there, and sure enough, we we patched up about four songs just that single afternoon. And I was like, Wow. Okay. Yeah. This all sounds better. I ran, uh, shot. I wrote shotgun for that one, but I can't remember. Did y'all do like the two highs, two lows, and then blend, or did y'all do something different? Uh. A little bit back and forth. So I'm bringing this up for it goes away. Tyler Reese goes, uh, when are we getting the Phil Lins dildos? <laughs> Put a little circle bolt on the head that'll, and that, uh, that'll be a Patreon exclusive. There you go. <laughs> we'll we'll make a we'll make a fifty dollar Patreon tier and uh who knows at some point you might get a fucking dildo with the sticker on it. <laughs> That's how we do it. Yep. <laughs> find find a three foot long one and just slap a fucking logo on it. <laughs> it's like, there you go. <laughs> um but yeah, so uh, no, we did a little bit of both. Um, primarily, what we did was just doubles. Um, I didn't do a lot of a uh, high low double, but just a lot of double vocal take. Right. Um, because even though I don't have a lot of range, I can duplicate exactly what I did almost to the T, and then I know how I can also vary it a little bit. Right. So on there's. On moments where I know I want to do double vocal, I actually know, okay, I want one of them to maybe do a, you know, da na 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 But the second one, I'm going to do a na 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 Yeah, you have to go for like a, like two different highs. That's kind of mm-hmm. like what I did, too. Two different highs. Like, I had little characters for all of them, too. <laughs> like, one was a Waylon and one was a Dexter and shit like that. <laughs> 
Chris Morrison wants to go, uh, wants to ask, uh, will the dildos have umlauts? Dildos. Dildos. Eric goes, uh, Cap and Alex have to go to the plaster caster chick and get a double ended oh one. Oh my God. <laughs> David Hammer says, lightning bolt shaped massager. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you guys are killing it in there. The plaster caster chick. That was like, uh, I wonder if she's still alive. I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> All I do know, uh, I can. Uh, I can't wait to see what the Google results are for Plaster Caster Chick. <laughs> well, she she got. Uh, I mean, she had an actual name. Yeah, but no, but I can't remember. Made a name it. for I know herself. She was a thing, and there was like a whole VH1 series on like the the characters in that scene in the seventies. Yeah, pretty. It's pretty fascinating. Which actually, fun fact. Uh, the even though. Kiss has the song Plaster Caster. None of them legend ever got has the treatment, it. right? Yeah, legend <laughs> has it that none of them ever, you know, went to go see her. Cynthia Plaster Caster. Ooh. Let's see. Just says, uh, yeah, born on uh, May 24th, 1947. Yeah, so she's still alive. So, yeah, there you no, go. no uh, death date. So she's still out there. Probably. I hope she's still. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's still working. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Wonder if she uh, still um, does the old trade. Johnny G says fill in speedos. <laughs> we talked about like uh, short shorts or something like that for a minute, didn't we? Oh yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, if you think about it, there, there are so many uh, different merch ideas you can do. I mean, we, there was like booty short ideas. Hell, we were thinking about. Um, years ago when uh, Mikey was really getting into fitness and stuff. And I was like, ooh, I wonder if we could reach a fitness crowd. And we were even thinking about doing the sports bras. Right. <laughs> no, so, I mean, there, there's there's a ton that we can do. And it's like the I, the uh, the business uh, end of me says, like, who's going to buy uh, gym clothes or uh, bands that put out, like, uh, oh, yeah. band logo thongs? And why like, do you think we never did it? And underwear. Like, who's going to buy those at a fucking dive bar? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> well, that's that would be, like, one of those online purchases. Gotcha. But, again, it never came to fruition, so, I mean, <laughs> I, I had the same thought. It was one of those fleeting ideas of, like, hmm, that would be interesting. Thought about it for another hour and then went, nah. It's probably <laughs> expensive, too, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Uh, David Hammer goes, as long as hit the gases across the butt, I am in. <laughs> Tyler Reese goes, Philin's grinders would be the best. Dude, you're, you're not the first one to have that idea. Trust me. I love this. Tony says, Philin's shake weight. <laughs> <laughs> have a circle ball on each end. Yes. <laughs> Chris Morrison, uh, Philin's hot sauce and lube combo. No, the uh, the Philin's uh, shake weight. Uh, you know, on the South. The men of SGSY, uh, SGFY podcast calendar <laughs> from Johnny G. Just me, just uh, me, and like a uh, the bucket with like a sponge. Just <laughs> yes, hit the ass. God. <laughs> and see, Amy would take a fill-in sports bra. See, we'd already have one sale by now. There you go. <laughs> we would already have at least one sale. <laughs> so, whoever just uh, comments what they want just gets custom-made shit. <laughs> fill-in's lightsaber. I think Johnny means fleshlight. <laughs> <laughs> that way you can really fuck my hey, mouth. Stay on, stay on brand, Johnny. Stay on brand. <laughs> we're, we're going places. <laughs> Johnny says he'd buy five grand. Shit, I'll just buy fucking plain grinders and slap our fucking sticker on right <laughs> if y'all are that serious about grinders sell, sell it for like 20 bucks <laughs> <laughs> ah. 
<laughs> Tyler says he'd buy 420 grinders. <laughs> oh. Actually, y'all aren't on too jokes. much of a bad idea because we've got the uh, the something good emblem, and then we've also got our circle bolt. Those are two things that would look pretty good on a grinder. Right. Hello, Thank Michelle. Guys. Thank you, guys. Oh, what's up, Michelle? Thank you, guys. Um, might have been on to something. What's up, Tony? We are we are, we were laughing at you, but uh, we uh, we didn't acknowledge your existence. I was saying with the uh, you know the South Park episode with the uh, shake weight how it dispenses cash. Yes. Phil Hunt's one dispenses little guitar picks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. We can't give you money, but here's some fucking stickers, some fucking <laughs> some CDs. Eric goes, that's a kiss move on the grinders. Well, but here's the fun thing though. Uh, I'm sure there's ones out there but i don't think there's any officially kiss licensed grinders no because, because they don't do anything tobacco related they don't do anything tobacco right they don't do anything drug related period whether it's like well they did the the beer or something yeah they've stretched it a little bit on alcohol but uh but not drugs yeah when it comes to drugs it even even to the point when people when they released some incense back in like the early 2000s people were like whoa Hold, slow your roll, G. Slow your roll there, buddy. If you go to kissonline.com, you can buy the Kiss incense. It smells just like, like Paul Stanley's costume <laughs> after playing a set. Ew. <laughs> and it smells... <laughs> I can't think of any more Kiss puns. With uh, Anyway. <laughs> oh, Tyler, you won't get a cut, but uh, hey, I'll send you one. I'll send you a nod to one <laughs> since you guys would have been the uh, two main proponents on that one. Stoner minds are great minds. Ain't that the truth, Najee? That's right. That's why I said uh, Tyler and Najee would get complimentary ones. You, you guys are nice. Jody goes, don't listen to anything Johnny G says. He's a bottle of whiskey deep in. Oh, I love it. Philin's coffin. I feel like Eric's, Eric's threatening us now. Right? <laughs> Philin's coffin, motherfucker. <laughs> but it's just like the uh, Hank Hill coffin where it's just like out of wood and nothing else. <laughs> Slap a sticker on it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's go back to our voicemails. I see we've got a couple going on up in here. Well, actually, real quick before we do that, Johnny has a rebuttal. He goes, don't listen to Jody. She thinks Tito's is a superior vodka. Dude, everybody's drinking tequila, vodka. Everybody's getting wild see, in this chat. See, here's the thing, man. Everyone is having a good time. Everyone's drinking. They know it's something good for you tonight. They're looking for something good in their life. You should be drinking. Well, I'm just happy to be the one fun spot on Facebook. Yeah, that's true. We are the yeah. one party going on right now. Exactly. <laughs> well, let's go back to our voicemails real quick. If you got something to tell us, 513-463-SGFY. Call up the voicemail. Get on the show. Let's check out this caller here. This is Analog Girl calling from Charlotte, North Carolina. When is the first time you played a guitar and how was that experience? analog girl all right cool Thank i'll be you, happy to tell girl. you <laughs> all right you cap you go first i was either f 15 or 16 i think i was 16 years old uh we had just gotten a little music shop mm -hmm. in brownsville tennessee and we wanted to go check it out and this was like right as i was uh getting into like rock and roll and shit like that too and uh led, Ze led zeppelin and kiss and all that stuff made me want to play guitar so we go to the store i try out a uh, I take a lesson. I think that's the first time I uh, held it in my in my uh, in my hands and uh, did it properly. Like did something other than just look at it and get really confused by the setup. Yeah. When I took my first lesson and uh, learned how to play Highway to Hill, that was it. How 
Highway yep. to Hell. I think it was Highway to Hell and Lick It Up on the, in the same lesson. Well, Lick It Up's just one note. Exactly. It was super easy. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's A. Oh, yeah. When, you're just, when you've never played guitar before. Oh, yeah, and you dude, play but then it. all of a sudden it feels so gratifying because you're just like, shit, I just played half a fucking song. Exactly. <laughs> a song that's like, you know, popular and that you've heard a zillion times. Oh, yeah, man. Now, I remember um, mom took me to a, a guitar shop when we lived in Gaffney, South Carolina. And um, I, I'm i trying to honestly remember. I don't know if she's watching right now. She hadn't really taught much as she has been. Um, but I feel like I may have expressed an interest in guitar, but I don't really remember it, if that makes any sense. Like, my memory is, a, is like... I remember liking music, liking rock and roll, and then all of a sudden my next memory is we're at a guitar shop looking at different stuff. And I'm like going, this looks cool, this looks cool. So nobody in particular uh, made you go, I want to play a guitar? Not until I actually started playing it, if that makes any sense. Okay. Like, I didn't really, like, I, I can actually connect this to something else when uh, a little bit later on, so... Uh, that year for Christmas, I got a guitar, and I was like just completely lost on it. And I'm just like, uh, and I, I didn't touch it for years. Right. And then after that, I, we talked about this on uh, Gabba Gabba Hunt, actually. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, after that, I took that one le- one or two lessons and was like, fuck, he ain't showing me nothing. And then eventually just practiced and learned on my own. At that moment, after that, after that first pra- uh, lesson, and then just me going, eh, and then me learning by myself, is when I started going, okay, that guy is the reason I play guitar now because I was able to kind of do a mental connect with uh, one being Joe Young, right, on. and then um, uh, another just being Ace, even though I couldn't play anything of his. All of a sudden when I was able to start playing some of those anti-scene riffs, that gave me that thing of, oh, cool, I can play guitar riffs. And I started then paying attention to guitar, if that makes more sense. It's kind of like... It's like I looked at music as a whole. As soon as I knew how to play a song, I looked at guitars. And then later on, that happened with bass. I never paid attention to bass at all until I started playing bass with Biggie Stardust. And then when I started playing with him, even though I just kind of fucked around uh, on bass, playing bass in a band, all of a sudden I started hearing the bass in songs more and all that shit. That's so, kind of what happened with uh, with me too when I started playing bass with you guys. Yeah. Or I guess with us now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Tyler Reese said Slash made me want to play guitar, but Andrew from Like Machines, the one who helped me actually play guitar. That is cool. I like that. I'm trying to think of, yeah, of somebody uh, that isn't wasn't in a famous band or somebody that you knew personally that made you, made me a, a better guitar player. Probably mm-hmm. just playing with you, Mikey, and Steve, and all these other guitar players I surrounded myself with in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I can comment on that and say, uh, call back chat real quick. Uh, Eric Stiff, Joe Young for the win. That's right. Yes, indeed. Naji, miss playing on stage with you, bro. You guys keep up the amazing work. Thank you, man. Definitely miss. Uh, that's why I want want to side tail off from that because um, around that time uh, when I was playing bass would be. Stardust, I started playing bass in the Live Grenades. Right. Uh, and in the Live Grenades, Naji, who's been in the chat, awesome man, uh, he played drums with us. And that was just such a fun time. We were just a dirty punk rock band. And, and, and I think at that point, I still wasn't paying too close to bass attention at that point because, and you're playing that fast, 
aggressive punk rock. You're kind of just following the guitar. Yeah. And Miguel, uh, who hangs out with us some still, he played uh, guitar on all of that stuff. So he was just a wicked good guitarist. So all I had to do was just carry the rhythm. It's pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty Black Flag, wasn't it? Oh, Black Flag to the gills, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So no, I, yeah, I just... I miss playing with you too, man. We'll, we'll we'll eventually have some time in which we'll be able to do that again. Yeah, Davey was hitting me up. Talk, we're uh, trying to get into better at building guitars, repairing guitars. Well, not building guitars. That'd be too much of a task right now. But like, <laughs> doing quick repairs on pickups and stuff like that. I've been on a picket uh, pickup rabbit hole uh, last couple of weeks. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, you got a, you got some cool stuff in the mail too, actually. Black Cat Guitars, hit him up for quality pickups. He does P90s and uh, humbuckers, but I'm sure if uh, you hit him up uh, on his Instagram page and give him specifics about uh, little things, he'll let you know if he'll be able to do it or not. Nice. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on to the next caller. That was a pretty fun one. I like that. Uh, Good question, Analog Girl. Excellent. Let's move on. Let's see what we got here. Guys. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Everybody's guys. wasted. If you were a favorite cereal, I mean, or no, who's who's your favorite cereal killer and why? Also, this is Ashley from Pleasantville with the Tobey Maguire and that Reach for the Spoon movie. All right, good luck. All right. Was, was there a question in there? <laughs> let's, let's let's try that one more time. Guys, oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, hello, guys. If you were a favorite, I mean, or no, who who's your favorite serial killer and why? Also, this is Ashley from Pleasantville. With the Tobey Maguire and that Reach for the Spoon movie. All right, good luck. Bye. <laughs> All right, so favorite serial killer? Well, Tobey Maguire and Reese Witherspoon. Uh, <laughs> and Ashley, favorite serial killer? Yeah. <laughs> Favorite serial killer, bud. All right. We, we've listened to enough last right. podcast on left. Throw, throw out some here. I'm trying to throw, like, yeah, what story has, like, stuck with me the most? Uh, Panzerim? Yeah, probably Panzerim. Yeah, that, that was one of them that really stuck with me because they did almost like a, what, a six part series on that motherfucker. Yeah, that and No uh, no Country for Old Men is probably one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And when I think of Carl Panzerim, I picture that dude mm. with the fucking uh, bolt gun. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, well, he had a he had that and a sawed-off shotgun, or a sawed-off uh, shotgun with a silencer on it. And 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 honestly, it, it's overrated, especially because of how many documentaries the guy gets. But Dahmer is still pretty up there. He, he was still a sick motherfucker. It's just one of those where it's like the, the motherfucker still like kept a lot of body parts in the fridge. Like yeah. nobody has out Dahmer Dahmer yet. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> so, so it's like, even as cliche as it is to say, it's like outside pans around, maybe, maybe him. <laughs> that, no, he wasn't a ser serial killer or anything, but like the Manson uh, family yeah. always stuck with me too, just because of like the cultural, what happened culturally around it too. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and man, I, I've always just kind of been more of a fan of the whole cult shit, you know? Right? The, the, I, the cult stuff has interested me more than the serial killer. It's like, after a while, the serial killer is like, 
they all kind of eventually get to the same point. Every cult has their own secret herbs and spices. But the thing about like every every <laughs> the thing about every cult leader is that you look at a picture of them and like all of them, you're like, this guy. Yeah, it's like really him, Elron Hubbard, <laughs> like this go- this goofy looking, like shrieky orc of a human. <laughs> Dude, and that, that's that's what's special. What's funny on that is because if you, especially if you like crime podcasts and shit like that, it's an audio medium. So it's like if you're listening to some guy you've never really heard, you know, of any sort of you know stuff about, you're kind of painting like a little bit of a mental picture. Well, if you still remember to look it up later on, and you do, you're just like, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's really fucking weird. And docs on all that kind of di- on that kind of thing is fascinating, especially like when you hear it from like the the followers that got out and stuff like that. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. D- David fucking swinging in here with the fucking best uh, joke of the evening. Probably <sighs> David hammer up in this bitch. <laughs> Dumber's old house is actually up for rent. Now roommates included some assembly required, <laughs> sir, that, that, that wins joke of the evening. <laughs> that, that was fantastic. I love that. Where was, uh, where was Dumber? Was that Wisconsin? Uh, you you would be much better <laughs> suited for that, man. It's, it's 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 a miracle I'm able to remember the things I do. That's, that's the only one where like lo- that's the only location I remember from like all of that. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and move on to the next car. We got a couple more coming in here. <laughs> this a is hard real shift. fun. Oh no, not hard shift, but but it's like I'm just enjoying this, and people are starting to call back in some. So oh yeah, that was a great one. Thanks, uh, Toby McGuire and Reese Witherspoon <laughs> in Pleasantville. In Pleasantville, it is Johnny G back with the oh, podcast bye. from a secret location located in Charlotte, Carolina, <laughs> and I am with Johnny Phillips. Now, Miss Johnny Phillips and I have a question, and it is who. Is your favorite Mike Judge creation? Is it Beavis? Is it Butthead? Is it Hank? Or is it Idiocracy? Get back to us, please, good sirs. Sir, I am sorely disappointed in you. He missed a classic Mike Judge right? creation. Right. How dare you miss Office Space? And that- what the fuck? And that's def. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's definitely in like uh, oh, one yeah. of my favorites. Like, oh, absolutely. Ever. It's I'll, still in, like holds across up. like any art form. Johnny, you know? Johnny, sir. <laughs> Shame I, on you. I think, I think as punishment, he has to come over one day with Chris Morrison, and we have to do a sit down watch along. With Office Space with Johnny G. I know. And record that as a couch potato. That sounds so miserable, doesn't it? It sounds so miserable. Such a horrible punishment. Yeah, you don't have a choice, Johnny. Johnny, this was not a test. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I think that would actually be pretty fun. But yeah, favorite Mike Judge creation. Hmm. Probably because I'm still in King of the Hill mode right now just because I've been rewatching the, the whole series and getting a new appreciation for mm-hmm. it. Because we're doing our review series on the Couch Brotatoes, which you can get for only, sorry, and I have to do the fun commercial. Get for only $1 a one month. Dollar one a month. dollar a month. Patreon. As the Couch Potato himself, Chris Morrison, says, it's a fucking dollar a month. <laughs> We're putting out new shows. We're putting new shows that we like doing. We'd love to have you all on board. We're playing cool music. We're watching cool, we're 
having fun uh, watching movies that we can sync up with y'all and everything too. Can we watch it with us? We have been having two shows come out weekly on that Patreon. Weekly. Weekly. We've been having Couch Potatoes on Tuesday and then on Saturdays or Sundays if it winds up not posting right, which I haven't been lately, but it'll come out tomorrow properly. <laughs> <laughs> Saturdays is that new show. You gotta hear this. It's our new little commentary show. We kind of morphed first four years into you got to hear this so i still got to change the uh, patreon information but you know we, we're finally going back and we're spoiler we're doing road to ruin we're finishing up our ramones series we're finishing up that first four years because we're going to keep the ramones train going with a special guest yes which you don't get spoilers on that one <laughs> i know you don't nah, 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 but nah. dude seriously two shows a week extra plus the show the regular show that you get for free every week anyway, a day early, all for a dollar a month. What the fuck? And that's just the beginning, y'all. We're planning on being content machines going forward oh, if yeah. we can't fucking play shows this year. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> seriously, like, 100%. Um, I, no spoiler on this one, but it's kind of like every year we might kind of modify the tier some, kind of add a little bit, you know, maybe add an additional level, you know, just kind of see where we are every year. And Cap was actually talking about a really cool thing he wanted to do on the Patreon come next year. Yeah. But he's going to be doing maybe a little bit of test stuff on your page I gotta if you've figure, been thinking about it. Absolutely. I got to figure it out first, but once I do, y'all will be... Uh, It'll make y'all real excited, or at least it'll make me excited. <laughs> nah, it, it should be really fun. And, and it's pretty interesting. It's like you've been going through and getting yourself uh, going on that, and I've actually been kind of working on doing my own personal branding because I've been working on a few things in the background that eventually will come to light <laughs> Yeah, for my own personal stuff outside of this podcast, outside of Something Good Network, outside of all of that. Which, by the way, back to that, uh, patreon.com slash Something Good Network, if you want to check that out. Yes, indeed. And, <laughs> and if you got a show or whatever, we've got ideas for uh, other shows uh, down the line, too. So Yes, we'd love to. We'd love to grow the network some. Yes. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to this next caller. Because, yeah, I would say I, I kind of agree with you. King of the Hill. Um, but Beavis and Butthead is still so good, though. Beavis and Butthead, you can enjoy in, like, short spurts, and it's just you're just rolling. But but every- it's exactly what you said, short spurts. And those short spurts are ho- still hold up. And, again, oh, you're just totally, rolling totally. in those short spurts. Yes, but... I don't think I could do longer than an hour would be with some butthead anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and Tyler Reese, he goes, uh, if I give you that dollar, what am I supposed to snort my Coke with? <laughs> we will send you a something good straw. <laughs> <laughs> Put like, like a little circle or a little sticker, just kind of like uh, yeah. wrap it around. <laughs> <laughs> and be all warped and shit, couldn't tell what the hell it was. <laughs> I can't even snort with it now. <laughs> All right, let's check this out. Hey, Stiff. I know a guy who's got a name with your bullet on it, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, That that was an excellent callback. That was the rock father himself. Um, Yeah, last week. That's an Andyism, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Andy uh, from Mama Tequila that plays up in uh, West Virginia at the Rim. That's a combo of two Andyisms. Yes, <laughs> uh, 
One of our favorite uh, Andy stories is uh, his telling of uh, Freebird and how it's a true story. Um, but we, we were going on about that, and he was hollering about something uh, last year. Uh, last year, God. Uh, last week. And he went, I got my name with your bullet on it. That just sounds like a bad <laughs> Leonard Skinner song, too. I got my name with I your... I got your bullet with your name no, on it's it. No, not. You got your bullet with... No, no, got no, your, no. Yeah. I try to try. I got your bullet. Sing it. It's different. I got a bullet. I've got. See, (laughs) I've got your name. I've got a name with your bullet on it. (laughs) I've got a name with your bullet on it. I got a name with. What? (laughs) I got a name with your bullet on it. Wouldn't it be like the name is on the bullet as he's putting it in the gun? Cap, 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 cap. A bullet yes. with your name on yes, it. Yes, that is correct. Yes, I got a bullet <laughs> with your name on it. That's the correct thing. Andy says, I got a name with oh, your bullet on Andy it. Andy said, that's why I was confused. <laughs> that's why I was confused. I'm like, wait, what? No, Andy said, I got See? a name with your See? bullet on it. <laughs> Andy broke my brain, y'all. <laughs> But I think I know the episode title now. <laughs> yeah, dude. I got a name with your bullet on it. Indeed. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This was a short one. We'll see what the hell it is. I think that was a butt dial. I let's, think so. Let's see, check out the All next right, one. We just want to know who's your favorite professional wrestler, uh, any era, any... Brand, anybody, like WCW, ECW, WWF, E, whatever it is. And why? And why is it What's that last part? I didn't hear it. All right, and this is from Danny and Angelia, so. Thank you, Danny Sorry. and Angelia. No, you're fine. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite, wrest- favorite professional wrestler of any era? The Demon. <laughs> God. Actually, what? Found I found an episode on I the watched that too. with the demon. I watched that. <laughs> it was so bad. Poor guy. He went through some shit. And that was like uh, I've heard like Eric Bischoff, the GM of WCW, talk about that whole thing and the business he did with Gene leading up to it and how just short it was and how like it was a whole big plan of getting Kiss on a pay-per-view and then playing a set during the match and everything and it just all fell apart <laughs> with the demon character yes. kind of being the forefront of it, but yep. nobody liked it. Nope. <laughs> but to answer for real, um, man, I think only because it's so much fun to mimic him. I have to go with the Macho Man. Macho Man is... <laughs> all right, so Macho Man was my favorite uh, for a long time. Yeah. Macho, because of that. What's up, Mike Phillips? Because he was... Uh, he, uh, of that character and everything, you could imitate him so, so well. Easy. 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 <laughs> I love it. Um, but um, I've been watching a lot of matches with uh, Arn Anderson from I the am? 80s. Uh, that. The whole uh, my favorite thing to watch on the network is the old, is the old World Championship Wrestling, like the uh, Jim Crockett era, with uh, mm-hmm. where uh, Ric Flair was the Hulk Hogan of uh, that territory or that uh, that franchise at the time, right? And uh, that like Vin- and uh, it was Ric Flair and Arn Anderson and um, a bunch of like deep cut names that I can't think of off the top of my head, but the Arn Anderson matches have been my favorite to, uh, to watch. Yeah. And of course, Tyler Reese in the uh, chat goes Jericho. He's got to be brand loyal. (laughs) (laughs) 
Mike Phillips also goes, Macho Man ruled too. Now, but, Dusty Rhodes is cool. I love Dusty Rhodes too. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that's wild, though, is when you go back and you watch, uh, like, uh, I, I stumbled upon one video of The Rock and Chris Jericho, like, uh, 1998, it was Jericho's uh, Raw debut, and just the context of what has happened in both of their lives afterwards, and then mm. you watch that when they're both at the, at the peak of their uh, wrestling careers, you see The Rock just doing his catchphrases oh, and yeah. being his character. And Can not, you smell? Not, and not knowing at the time that he was going to be the biggest movie star in the world afterwards. Oh, right? <laughs> Which, by the way, he's not that bad. Like if you I guys like had, The Rock. Like, if you guys hadn't seen the new Jumanji, it's actually really good. <laughs> I mean, sure, he's in every movie, but uh, just gets his chops up. Yeah. David Hammer goes, uh, when WCW was still part of the NWA. Yeah, the NWA, for sure. And uh, Dustin Anderson, he goes, Magnum TA, Arn Tully. Yeah. that's uh, There's a lot of uh, Four Horsemen matches in that era, too, to watch uh, mm-hmm. with, that, uh, with uh, Arn and all that, too. And uh, fucking, uh, you know, those uh, Dark Side of the Ring uh uh, show, episodes I've been showing you yeah. the guy Jim Cornette kayfabe man kayfabe <laughs> can't break kayfabe man he was a character on uh, TV uh, as a manager he played a manager uh, again for the it was either Midnight Express or Rock and Roll Express I think it was Midnight Express and you see him getting all like just yelling in the country accent in a really high pitched voice as like a really just like rich boy character that you want to punch in the face it's great Ooh, Danny's got a good one. Jerry only might have been uh, worse than the demon. <laughs> uh, let's talk about that. The Misfits doing WCW. Yeah, I've heard uh, Eric Bischoff talk about that, too. What, what was his take on that? He didn't He didn't say anything ne- really negative about the guys in the band, but uh, it was just a, a weird uh, promo uh, deal that, they, uh, tr- that worked better than Kiss. Yeah. According to him, but he didn't give a. He just said it was like a you know a real like you know decent experience with uh, Jerry, and I guess Jerry was uh, leading it at that time. Yeah, so J- not Jerry really, was like, juicy details or anything like that. Okay, yeah. So from the Misfits camp, because uh, it's it's the board is still quote unquote alive, as in it's there and you can post, but it's just it's filled with bots now. But uh, there used to be an old place called. Um, uh, Misfit Central that had a forum and it was popping in the late nineties, mid two thousands, and I was active as fuck on there. A lot of loud about my fucking age, but just get in there. But it's like there were people because back then the Misfits were on a heavy decline. Um, by that point, Graves had already left the band, uh, stuff like that, and it was just Jerry uh, Robo and Dez touring around doing that stuff. It was even after Marky's days. Okay, so they were on very much of a decline and some of their kind of inner circle folks kind of hung out on the board. So they would kind of chit chat like old roadies from back in the day and you know, shit like that. Right. You know, people that would have a little bit more insight to stuff. Right. And um, from what I was able to gather, the wrestling thing kind of turned out where Jerry only was like you said, uh, really pushing for it um, because uh, yep. Dustin called it their vampiro. Uh, he was really doing the tag team stuff with Vampiro because Jerry wanted to actually become a wrestler. He got pissy about it because exactly what you said with Jim, it was a brand deal. Jerry wanted to become the brand, not be the deal. Gotcha. So he wanted to jump in, do that, and then, you know, it just never came through. Yeah, and, then, and it's just like when you're a, when you come from a world like that and you try to I guess he thought it'd be easier because of his size and his athleticism. Like, 
I don't know. And, th- and then later on, he went, you know, oh, it was too difficult. It was too difficult. Nah, it was. They really. That's had no a whole in them. set of show business that you ain't ready for. You think the music business is rough? <laughs> nah, ICP. Uh, oh God, ICP. <laughs> <laughs> and the Tyler Reese goes, uh, Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs> the the, jug- the Juggalos have like are knee deep in wrestling in the wrestling world too. Man. I can't, I can't, I can't abide the juggalo. I can't. There, there They're are so many. They're hurt anybody. They just want to drink Fago and just play bad music. <sighs> it's that aspect of it, though. The bad like, music. It's pretty bad. Like, there, there are so many things that I can just go, yo, you know what? That's your thing. Yeah. Enjoy your thing. I'm st- I still ain't there with ICP yet. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how that just took off, too, off of like, uh, you know, a brand that whose music isn't universally accepted as, you know, great music. Yeah. And I've heard every fucking argument of the whole, oh, you know, uh, uh, there's so many wrestlers that love ICP. There's so many rock and roll bands that like, I don't care. They're probably out of just like, I a, don't care. Just to be an ironic asshole, probably. Oh, well, not even. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't care. It's like, just, it, <sighs> I just, that's just one of those that, cult, that just blows my mind still. Like, I can't think of any other band that's had that kind of career. Yeah, no, I, I don't either. <laughs> Let's go and move on to the next call. I'm, I'm getting annoyed about ice. <laughs> and see, David, I know, I know you. Yeah, good for them. Right. <laughs> we're trying to be two. <laughs> what do you think we're doing here? God damn it! <laughs> failing mic- miser- failing miserably. Microphone. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see what this caller's got to say. Hey, this is Stacy from Charlotte, and what's your favorite King of the Hill character? All right. Hey, Thank Stacey. you, Stacey. Uh, favorite King of the Hill character. Uh, we had this discussion uh, on an episode before. Uh, mm-hmm. where we're oh, like, we can do it again. Yeah, but we were talking about, we we got into an argument over like, I we did. Ours was like, my favorite's Boomhauer. No, I my favorite's Boomhauer. <laughs> no, but I'll take Dale. I'll take Dale, though, uh, because I, I love the conspiracy nut about him. Um, with rewatching these episodes with Morrison, um, he, he brought something up that I never noticed before, which was um, uh, every time he tries to get away from something, he's always trying to hop a fucking fence. I know. It. <laughs> he's always hops a fence any sort of which way. Outside of those four principal characters, I think uh, my favorite is Bobby just because of that. Just of just one line he says to Cotton when uh, I've told, I think I've told you and Chris about this, but. Uh, he has, um, was it Debbie? What's uh, Cotton's wife's name again? Debbie. Debbie, yeah. Where uh, Debbie has uh, Cotton's baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cotton takes the baby, and he's super excited to be a new dad. He goes like, oh, G.H., oh, good, Hank. You're so precious, yada, yada, yada. And Bobby's uh, looking at uh, Debbie going like, I hope he treats the kid better than he treats you. Yeah. And fucking get, gives a fucking real and moment right like, then and there. Yeah, getting reacquainted with that scene just kind of crushed me. I was just like, oh, because <laughs> no. Cotton's character is such a little shit. <laughs> no, if if it has to come down to who is the best, as in best well-rounded character, then it's absolutely Bobby. Bobby's also. But if like, it's favorite character for like laughs or like you look forward to their plot lines, I look forward to Dale plot lines. Yeah, Boomer doesn't have that many plot lines, does he? No, not really. Uh, he had he had the marriage plot line uh, where he was hanging out with his mama and he got the ring. He was trying to propose to that girl, and then um, she said no. Have you gotten there? I yet? haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. Um, yeah, and then there, there's yeah, 
there, there was a little bit of episodes focused on him and dating. It's kind of hard to make the uh, mumbling character a lead <laughs> for an episode for 27 minutes. Damn it, Hank. I'm sitting here trying to read the paper. I want to watch that <laughs> series, though. I want to see the Boomhauer perspective. <laughs> yes. Series. <laughs> the Hills as Told by Boomhauer. The, the, <laughs> The, the hills have, I'm trying to think the hills have eyes pun the <laughs> Hank hills have eyes <laughs> the Hank has four eyes <laughs> that, dang old hills have the bill dozer oh, no. Dustin says oh the bill uh, a bill perspective series would be tragic uh-huh no I looking through chat here majority seems to be Bobby um bunch of Luann uh references uh, Eric goes <laughs> Eric goes, I've got a co-worker that goes by Bobby, so I love irritating him with this all the time. <laughs> Dang it, Bobby. <laughs> I had a friend of mine in college who uh, looked just like Bobby Hill, too. And, oh, uh, yeah. He, he, he plays damn Vigi games. <laughs> <laughs> David goes, uh, the big reveal on Boomhauer's career on the final episode is crazy. Hey, do you know his career? I forget. Okay, good. Don't 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 remember. Uh, and then Johnny goes. Uh, Boomhauer is actually the god of the universe, completely op in every aspect. <laughs> he does know the meaning of life. <laughs> Dustin, good old John Redcorn. John Redcorn is a very underrated character. John on Redcorn's show. good, but. Dustin, I don't know if I agree with good all. Yeah. <laughs> More like slightly complicated uh, John yeah. Redcorn. <laughs> slightly problematic John Redcorn. <laughs> they're all they're all a little complicated except the uh, except Hank and oh except Hank and Bobby. Yeah, old Bobby. <laughs> and Tyler goes, I haven't watched King of the Hill forever. I need to go back. You need to go back. And I tell you what, what you need to do is while you're going back and listening to them, you need to sign up to the Patreon and listen to our retrospective. We're going each season and we're doing an episode on it. So there's an episode on season one. We got a double episode for season two, but then we cut it back down to one episode for season three and four. Is there another podcast talking about King of the Hill? No. Oh. I was going to say probably, who knows, but this is the only one I can think of. Ah, right, and it's only for a dollar <laughs> a month, and you get that plus Star Wars commentaries and all that shit. Yeah, dude, we just do podcasts about shit we like on this network. Ooh, Johnny goes, wait, do we get a backstory on Jad Redcorn? I'd be interested on it. That's a good question. Chris Morrison, if you're still watching, comment below, reply to the man, reply to Johnny G, or call us up. I know you'd like to be on the show again. Get, call us up if you're still listening and tell us, does John Redcorn actually get a backstory episode at all? I'm not thinking of one offhand. And if he does, pitch it on the voicemail. <laughs> yeah, or if he doesn't, rather. If he doesn't have one, pitch one. Wrong. There you go. <laughs> all right. Let's see if there's any more callers here. Oh, yeah. There's another caller. Let, let's see. Oh, where, boy. <laughs> let, let's see how this goes. All right, brothers. I love y'all. This is going to be a normal phone call. So I got questions right. for one for each of you. Oh. So we're going to go with you, Alex, first. Dude, I just thought about this, but I don't know who your favorite member of KISS is, and I need to figure that out. So you should talk about that on air. Cap, one for you. I sent you that video game sound, or that video game sound bite from Sonic 2. But what is your favorite video game and why? Yeah, and also, who is your favorite member of NSYNC? Because that's the better boy band. Ah, shit. There you go. I Three told questions, you. Yeah. Love you. All right, a answer uh, for your uh, boy band question. Uh, Justin Joey Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone. He's got, he's, uh, he has a really great episode on Tell Him Steve Dave if you look it up. 
Uh, rip, and now uh, answer Johnny's question about video games. I'm gonna take a, a water break. I gotta grab me some more water. Yeah, you do that. Probably Sonic the Hedgehog. I grew up. Uh, my first uh, video game platform I played on was uh, Sega Genesis over at my cousin's place, and he had Sonic the Hedgehog, and we would play that all the time and die within the third level, like uh, <laughs> just about every Saturday. Yeah, dude. The fucking machine level. Fuck that machine level. I know it. And the thing about those old Sega and uh, Nintendo games, like if you were, ran out of lives, that was it. You had to start from scratch. <laughs> so I had uh, that and Sonic 2, Sonic 3 when uh, GameCube came out. I had Sonic Adventure, t- had Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. So, yeah. And, they were, and as the uh, platforms... Got better with uh, graphics and everything. So did all the speed combos, and uh, it kind of gave you. Je- it kind of like uh, if you play Sonic um, GameCube games on like a big screen or whatever, like twelve years old with like GameCube graphics at the time, and how impressive they oh, were. Yeah. It was crazy. It <laughs> felt like you were going like you were going in a fucking NASCAR on loops and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I could. I liked Sonic, but I got annoyed with it because I could never make them go fast enough. I, I'll, all my fucking run streaks would always get broken. I know you'd run, and it'd be something that would just come out of nowhere and just be like, "Nope, sorry." Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> it'd just be like, "Surprise!" Here's all your rings. Tyler Reese, he throws his in. He goes, "Like Machines is the best boy band." <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, before I talk they're, about, uh, they're favorite, definitely the most handsome. <laughs> uh, before I go into uh, favorite Kiss member, uh, Tyler, that's a very good uh, segue moment for me just there. Uh, our buddies in Like Machines, they've got a new single out right now, uh, and we'll actually give it. We'll, we'll play that at yeah. the end of the show. Andrew always lets us play this shit. He's, they're they're a cool band. They allow that. <laughs> so thank you for reminding us on that. Uh, uh, there, Tyler. We'll we'll play it out uh, on the end of the show here. At that, I think that'd be pretty fun. Uh, yeah, new Kiss song. Uh, n- new Kiss song. Wow. Favorite Kiss member. Favorite Kiss member. Well, there's going to be uh, if it's uh, well, I already know who who it is. But right. We'll be getting uh, new music from uh, this person, this Kiss member, later on this year or sometime next year, whenever it was. <laughs> and what's actually funny about that is uh, the two people it could be both possibly have music coming out. Oh yeah, <laughs> I saw um, that too. Yeah, man. Um, favorite Kiss member. Growing up, one hundred percent, it was Ace Frehley. Um, duh, by my. Why are you asking me that when my Facebook profile picture and my Instagram picture is Ace Frehley makeup? <laughs> <laughs> no, Ace was definitely my favorite growing up, man. Guitar. God, I loved his playing. I uh, loved the flashiness. I always loved the, his costumes the best, um, especially his love gun suit. I thought that just looked fantastic. Um, I liked the smoking guitar. I liked the way the Les Paul looked. Yeah. E- everything about his get up, I really liked. Um, but then as I started getting older, I started understanding Paul a bit more. Like uh, his role in the band and like how much of a showman he was and everything right. else. So honestly, at this point, like Paul, really, like just with everything when it comes down to it, from like songwriting um, to performance and even guitar tone. I mean, uh, that very first uh, episode of You Got to Hear This, we talked about his solo record on the seventies, and just God, those guitar tones are beautiful. I love them. (laughs) I kind of have that appreciation with Paul now too, as opposed to Ace. I was a Gene kid uh, growing up for sure, though. 
Sorry, sorry. Just uh, my attention got broken for a second, so I was, uh, chat is like blowing up right now. You guys are awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. But no, um, Ace though, he he's always gonna have a special place in my heart. Yeah, Ace is the uh, because of how much of a badass guitar player he was. He's the guy you latch onto. But yeah. then as you get older, and then you realize how much how how hard Paul had to work to keep that band afloat. And he's not afraid to tell you in this fucking book either. Nope. <laughs> and I guess, I, and I was a Gene kid, pro, uh, probably because uh, he looked more like a like a monster than the rest of the band. Yeah, I definitely liked Gene as a kid, but not really for like, ooh, because he's Pat Blood and you know uh, did the whole fire shit. It's like, yeah, that was cool, but that wasn't the reason I liked it. You know, this is I. I liked the persona, but I liked the personas as a whole, right. you know? So it's like, even as goofy as, you know, a cat for, you know, Peter can be, is like, it was still a cool character next to a guy with a star on his face and a guy with a long-ass tongue and a guy that's got, you know, fucking, you know, bunch of silver on his face. So it's, it all works out in the end. Yeah. And Tyler, I know, ooh, you're so original. Paul Stanley doesn't know how to write a song. (laughs) Yeah, tell that to, uh, yeah, tell that to him and all like 80 of his fucking albums that he basically put together himself, or half of them he basically put together himself a whole decade's worth. (laughs) Oh, but but see, but in Tyler's world, all of that is shit, so that doesn't matter. Well, he'll tell you who he co-wrote everything with down to like the, that's one thing in his book too, he'll be like, this person was in the room when we put together love guns. <laughs> so I'll at least throw him a bone in there and let him get his uh, 15 minutes of fame. But it was mostly me. <laughs> that was pretty bad, wasn't it? <laughs> That's a great Paul Stanley impersonation. <laughs> at least a half-assed attempt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And then Eric goes, Ace is still my fave as far as rock and roll goes. And yeah, Ace is just straight rock and roll guitar licks, but... Paul just really captures that 70s New York pop rock vibe. Although just something about when you sent me the message the other day of Ace Freely's Twitter uh, link and uh-huh. it's the fucking space trucking riff. I'm sitting here going like Ace Freely doing space trucking yes. with the riff, the, a song that would work great for him and the subject matter. It's like, mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, especially because it's like... We're not blind kiss fans. We're not one of those people that just blindly consume every fucking thing that has the logo on. To just like, Ace has not had a good record. In a good he has few moments years. on yeah. every record and gives you something to look forward to yeah, on each it's record. Like, it's like he is his vocals are shot the fuck no, now and everything else. Oh yeah, he's gonna fucking slaughter the deep purple vocals probably but that's the thing that think about those vocals anyway they're already kind of we had a lot of fun on venus exactly it already leads to that oh it's still gonna come on Let's go. Let's space, go space, space trucking. trucking. Exactly. Exactly. That's how I hear it too. Uh-huh. So it, it, that's already like in his delivery. So I'm honestly not too worried about that. I was curious to hear what that will sound like too, just because I've always wanted to play that song. And in Galan vocals are like, uh huh, up here too. Oh yeah. And, and man, Ace has always had. Well, this could actually be a point of topic. 
Ace has usually been pretty good with his uh, solos. Actually, breaking news from Tyler. We'll get back to that. My problem with Kiss is that they don't value the crafting of the song. Oh, uh, that is. Well, yeah, let's. We'll uh, unpack that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, breaking news. Let's let's do this first. This is going to be more interesting what, than what I was going to say. Uh, it's all about the show and glamour. It devalues the art, and that's why I can never support them. Um, well, chat, you can definitely help me out with this. I know we got a good bit of Kiss fans, but Cap, do you agree with uh, Kiss not valuing the crafting of the songs? Uh, they definitely valued the craft of their songs in their first decade. Yes. Uh, what, when would you say kind of that drop-off point would be? I would say after uh, The Elder. That, that's probably a good spot, too. I think that was like their last attempt to do something really creative and uh, uh, and different. Yeah. They're uh, creative outside-the-box thinking for an album with Bob Ezrin, too, but they were both everybody was just not at a good point. And after that, Paul was on his own doing co-writes with everybody for the 80s Kiss albums. Gene was trying to go Hollywood, and that the rest is... History. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and um, I, yeah, to kind of work off what you were saying, I, I definitely agree. And I think when it comes to, uh, I, when it comes to crafting the songs, if you have the ability, Tyler, and I know you do, I love you, buddy. I want you to put on one of the first three records. You could pick any of the three. It doesn't matter. I'd say Dress to Kill. Okay, I, I was thinking that one too, but you know, I don't know his taste fully. I, I'd say just any of the first three: "Kiss," "Hotter Than Hell," or "Dress to Kill," um, and listen to that, and don't picture Kiss. Yeah, just don't pic picture four guys in makeup and costume. Don't do any of that. Just listen to the music, and I think you'll have a completely different view of them, and especially for the fact that. For that first handful of records, everything was DIY. We've kind of touched on this on a previous episode, but I think this would be pretty fun to do now. Kiss, I feel, early on, was the definition of a DIY band. Absolutely. Because it wasn't until after Kiss Alive that they actually get record sales. Yeah, when they started getting money, then they invested all of it. If Kiss had not done Kiss Alive... We would be talking about them the same way we do Sweet. Yeah. Or like Grand Funk Railroad or some shit. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> he goes, I loved Dress to Kill as a kid. <laughs> and see, and that's, and that's such a hilarious little throwback there because the only thing you can say that can be appealing to a kid is the visual. You mean to tell me. They're writing songs like Ladies Room and Calling Dr. Love and Come On and Love Me and Mr. Speed for kids? No, they're not writing songs for kids. They're not a kid's band. <laughs> this was at the time when like sex, drugs, and rock and roll was like, you know, I get uh, not cliche and just kind of like uh, you could be cute with your lyrics before it got all bloated. Yeah, and the thing is, is... Oh, as he became a songwriter, that's when he lost interest in Kiss. Well, they come from the... Uh, I'll ar argue that point by saying that Paul and Gene came from the uh, school of John Lennon and Paul McCartney, where they wanted to write catchy songs with hooks. Yeah, I mean, they, they literally said they wanted to be Beatles meets Alice Cooper. 
Yeah, yeah they, they said that on a few uh, toys. They were like, what would happen if there were four Alice Coopers on stage? Yep. And then have also cited Beatles and Sweet and Slade and bands like that as inspiration. All of those bands were heavy in theatrics. Tyler, you mean to tell me you don't like Alice Cooper because of how theatrical he is? You know, I don't see a huge difference in a song like Be My Lover than uh no than something like let me know off the first kiss record you could put that against a whole lot of hard rock bands from the early 70s oh yeah especially totally. especially like some of the better uh bigger hits from uh hard rock bands in the early 70s yeah so no seriously i mean pit any like like i said just pit um be my lover right up next to come on and love me or let me know i mean that they, they all come from the same cloth and their whole thing uh eric points out uh gene and paul they, they were all about sex and rock and roll and or like how that's the subject matter it's like why why does that make it a bad song dude that's all the fucking 80s were in all those hair metal bands again but if it's how, why is that why does that make it a bad song why does like oh well, they write about this this and this they're not deep well if it has hooks and it's the like wordplay is catchy and uh, I I don't know I define song songs differently than yeah that, yeah no go ahead you're on a roll go home I mean if you if it's not a cliche set of lyrics or anything like that if you can flip them into like uh, hooks and stuff for people to latch onto and just go over young kids heads potentially like yeah. a lot of seventies bands did to me when I was like eight or nine <laughs> then by all means. Mm-hmm. No, and Tyler, there he goes. I like Alice Cooper pre-80s. Boom, there you go, buddy. Those early Alice Cooper records, there's no difference between that and Kiss records other than your perception of what Kiss is. Period. And I can hate on... Uh, there was there were times where I thought about that with... Uh, no, and real quick, Eric, he wasn't saying that uh, you oh. were saying that... I don't think he was saying that you said it made for bad songs. Oh, okay. Cap, I think you, I think you I were just saying... I misinterpreted that. But, oh, okay. I, see, but I hear that a lot. Oh, no, yeah. See, that's where I just thought you were going with is You were just talking about, in general, people say that, which I agree with. Which is with. true. Yeah, totally. No, I don't think... I, I didn't think you were talking directly to that. But no, so I don't know. I, I just find Mama's it funny when people... has got a squeeze people, box. Daddy never sleeps at night. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I, I just, uh, because Tony and Tyler are probably the only two people that will just constantly bring that up. And it's just like, whatever, guys. It's like... Yeah, it don't matter. I'm still going to listen to them. <laughs> Enjoy it. It's like the thing is, is they've done their job. They're yeah. still talking about them. They talk about them they're more than be, we do at this point. Oh, they're the brand is going to outlive all of us. Oh yeah, dude. It's <laughs> going to be like it's already as you know the brand is already about as big as Elvis. Totally. So it's going to be one of those things: the Beatles, Elvis, Kiss. And I tell you what, Tyler, I know you're in the Discord. So by the way. Click the uh, link tree link tree link where you can't mm -hmm. click the video, but go to that Let's link right there. It. Let's see if I can do so it. So you can find it there. Uh, go to that link right there, right there. and uh, you can it. sign up to our Discord. It's a fun little clubhouse for us all to chat and talk gear and memes and life away from Facebook and all that algorithmic bullshit. Indeed. Uh, but I know since you are in there, tell you what, I will make you, because I've been wanting to do this for Tony also, I will make you... A special kiss playlist, and I and it won't be big, it won't be long, but it'll be cuts that will show you it's not bullshit songwriting. It's danger. 
<laughs> no, that will not be in there. That falls under that category if they started following trends. Same thing with Alice Cooper. Dude, you said you liked pre-80s Alice Cooper, and it was a situation where... Dude, that's kind of homophobic. I'm not repeating that on the air. <laughs> if you're saying it's not cool, that's that's not that's not that's not cool of you to say it's the not cool. We're talking kind. about like chosen now. <laughs> chosen with an ozen. With an ozen. <laughs> yeah, man, but that that was still when Alice Cooper and Kiss both fell into that same issue of they were trend setters. But then they became trend followers. And a lot of those guys that stuck around the 80s or from the 70s that transitioned into the 80s uh, became guilty of that. Aerosmith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of like any other examples. ACDC was just kind of like, they were just kind of there. Yeah. They, they never they never changed. No. They never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to put out the same album, but with more reverby drums. <laughs> And guys, if you got anything else you want to talk, chat with us on, again, uh, actually, I'll tell you what. Uh, Will, I think I'm going to go ahead and open this up. I think that'd be pretty fun. What do you, you think? We're going to open the phone that? lines? I think we're going to open Let's up open phone the phone lines. lines. All right, brothers. Phone lines are right now open. You're- Let's see who can get in first. <laughs> that sounded way dirtier yeah, than I <laughs> Again, again, this is not fans only. This is not. This is, this is Facebook Live. Don't kick it. Don't get us kicked I think off. It's only fans. Only fans. It's, you want to say fans only? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is Facebook only. This is Facebook only. <laughs> Lock the phone just in case I need. Yeah, and if you do, and if you do call, please don't get us uh, kicked off. <laughs> oh, please. We 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 know our listeners. They're fine. They 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 love us. They know what to do. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like more examples from the '80s of like. Uh, Van Halen's a weird one because, like, uh, late seventies, early eight, like David Lee Roth, uh, they were trendsetters. When they got Sammy Hagar, they were trend followers. Yeah, yep, definitely. And uh, let's see, Chad, let's see what they've been talking about here. Tyler goes, ACDC would have never written a bad record had Brian Johnson never joined the band. I mean, Brian Johnson gave not. A, yeah. See, Brian Johnson not only gave them the biggest album of their career, but also gave them the biggest one of the biggest albums of all time sales wise, like yeah. top five, probably top three. Yeah. So you're wrong, <laughs> <laughs> and you've been cap schooled. <laughs> but if Bon Scott stuck with ACDC through the '80s, you think they would have fallen into the hair metal trap? I don't know. Um. I mean, they did that heavier record. Um, Razor's Edge. Oh, yeah. That was definitely early 90s glossy, wasn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, they they eventually went into that direction. It's just the question of where they've gone there sooner. I mean, I don't look at that album as a hard left for ACDC by any means. It's not, but it's definitely not, you know, Back in Black or, you know, anything else like that. No, and I think that was the only album that had hits post uh, Back in Black. Yeah. It had Thunderstruck and Money Talks, and the rest of the the album is, you know, pretty solid, but I wouldn't listen to it before, uh, you know, say, Powerage or uh, Highway to Hell or anything. Yeah. No, I get that, though. I don't know. ACDC's been a weird one for me. I go through spurts. I've, I've not been able to really, like, dedicate a whole lot of time. After a while, I'm just like, I'm good. <laughs> 45 minutes of the same song doesn't do it for you <laughs> no no not really even though like motorhead and ramones do the same thing uh, to a point motorhead i feel more than the ramones 
if that makes any sense. I think so. But I think with a- I with ACDC, so many other bands followed that formula too. Airborne. Airborne. <laughs> uh, a few 80s bands that did it. Cinderella to oh, an extent. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, Cinderella. Oh, what do you mean to an extent? Cinderella was 80s hair metal ACDC. They were pretty. Oh, yeah. A little, I'm trying to think of like the few Cinderella songs I know. Oh, and it's like two power ballads. But what's that one song that they do? Uh, Somebody Save Me? Uh, I'm going to have to look it up now. Hold on. Yeah. I actually kind of like that song. God, I hadn't thought about Cinderella in forever. I just remember watching it going like, oh, the guitar player's good. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, they had the Black Les Paul. At least he played He played like classic rock sound, uh, oh, kind of bluesy you're, style. You're, you're forgetting the classic. What, Nobody's Fool? No. Oh, yeah, Gypsy Rose. <laughs> yeah, this still kind of holds up. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that is ACDC as hell. <laughs> yeah, so you can't forget about that one. <laughs> uh, kind of want to go upstairs and listen to that. <laughs> I know what Cap's going to do. Oh, yeah, there's Shake Me. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric goes, I love Cinderella musically. Tom's voice, though. It just sounded weird with ballads because he used the exact same voice. Yeah. With Brian Johnson on, like, Fucking <laughs> nobody's full and piano ballads. <laughs> yeah, and Eric goes there. I still love Gypsy Road. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking jam, dude. Yeah, that's why I was just like, fuck, how could we forget this one of all of the songs we just listed off? Yeah, Cinderella, Airborne. It's like a lot of ACD. I think ACDC and Led Zeppelin are probably the most copycat, uh, most heavily um, duplicated bands. Yeah. Hey, Johnny G. Oh. I know you want to call that number. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Let's see if Johnny G will call in. We'll see if we'll uh, get him on the phone for a minute. Oh, no. This has been really fun, y'all. I mean, I'm uh, Kind of doing this about once a month does kind of keep it to where we're not, you know, doing it too often. Right. Also, this is episode number 80? We've done 80 Shit. of these things. I guess this will be episode 80. Yeah, goddamn, 80 episodes. What the fuck are we going to do for 100? Good question. Guys, what should we do on episode 100? Yeah, fuck. Come on and tell us. <laughs> I, I remember it's like I, I'll, I'm one of those kind of people that when I know I'm going to be doing something for a while, I start immediately thinking about milestones. And when we got to like episode 10 on this, I was like, all right, we're at episode 10. What are we going to do for episode 100? And then I just immediately went... Eh, whatever. I'll think about it later. Now, like you said, we're recording episode 80 now, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> That's coming up a lot quicker than I remember. Well, I want to get y'all involved, uh, our listeners, yeah. uh, and our Discord uh, group chat members mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that, our mm-hmm. Patreon subscribers. <laughs> Another lost episode. Yes. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be something? That'd be about God. a bitch, wouldn't it? <laughs> Be about a bitch. <laughs> oh my god, no, this, I, I still feel bad about that. Getting naked <laughs> for us, dude. You don't know if we're not getting naked already, right? We won't, yeah, exactly. You don't know what's going on under this table. We won't, we won't do a live stream for episode uh, for the naked episode. Well, it just won't quotes. be a, a live stream on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can live stream on Pornhub. This is what I'll do if it just becomes audio. <laughs> <laughs> that way, it sounds like we're naked. See, see. That sounds naked, doesn't it? 
Dress Alex up as Dale and have him jump out of a cake as the uh, perfect 100th episode. <laughs> nah, I think we should have like some sort of like big round table. We I all, think we'll, so. We'll, uh, hey, ex- uh, Patreon members, extra people, sign up to our Patreon. Uh, we, we let's uh, let's get an upgrade to our Zoom, uh, the little attachment thing, so we yeah. can get two more microphone inputs. So we've got our Zoom H6, and we can swap out the uh, top. Um, click thing that's a room mic and we can get two more inputs so sign up to more patreon shit and it gets put into stuff like this yes <laughs> tell so your yeah. friends so yeah we'll just we'll just do uh we'll we'll hope that we get some more patreon members if you got it and then yeah we'll just do a big round table party with uh some of our something good guests i think so i think that should be really fun eric brought up something that uh needs to be addressed if you check or part of the cinderella conversation well I, hold on hold on uh, we we Hold on to that one. Hold on to All that right. Because we're getting, still getting 100 uh, episode stuff. Let's see. Johnny goes, 100 is going to be an extravaganza. Bring in Rainy. Raina. Rainy. <laughs> <laughs> bring in Tony. Get my ass in there. We're going hard. Hard. Uh, bring in bottles so we can get good and toasty. Tyler goes, or bring me on for episode 100 and I'll make it the most controversial episode <laughs> ever. Stay away from politics and religion and we got a deal there, buddy. Because you, you're, you're one of the few people... I feel like we could have a genuine like debate episode with to the point where we could be yelling at each other like genuinely like pissed off fighting. I know but it. By the time the episode ends, we're gonna be laughing and hugging and like I talking love you, man. and being like, "Dude, that episode fucking is awesome. We made some good shit." <laughs> so no, dude, Tyler, I I will totally take you up on that. Which side? Cut again. Remember Eric's comment. Don't yep. forget it. Uh, let's sideways into that. Uh, uh, we might be going down to Atlanta here pretty soon. Yes, indeed. And uh, I think he did. He say something about that already in the Discord, possibly. Tyler. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. So about, if you yeah, guys he, wanna, he brought it up. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you guys want to figure out what we're kind of discussing about a possible Atlanta trip, including Mr. Tyler Reese over here, why don't you click that little link there? Or no, you can't click a video link. I'm an idiot. Go to that link. Yes. Sign up to our Discord, and uh, we talk about some fun little secret stuff going on in there in our little private clubhouse. Mm-hmm. But because of that, we might be taking a little trip to Atlanta here soon uh, for something Tyler's doing, and. That'd be a perfect time to record an episode or two. I'd say so. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Eric. Uh, yeah, Eric brought up, uh, to take it back to the Cinderella co- uh, conversation, have you heard, um, the singer's name is Tom Kiefer. Right. Have you heard uh, any of his new solo stuff recently? I have not. It's not bad. A few, really? It's, it's kind of like, it is kind of like the Ace Freely records where there's gems in it, but like the stuff that, the, the actual gems are pretty good considering really? who it is. And that like, would be something I'm really interested in seeing, hearing because he has such a unique and interesting voice. And he blew it out like he had to get vocal like sur- vocal surgery on it and everything uh, months before uh, going on tour and trained it, kept it, uh, maintained it, and still sounds like uh, you know Tom Kiefer. And it's kind of like how you hear Cinderella songs, but since it's his approach, it's all like traditional like '70s rock kind of stuff. There's a lot of like uh, Keith Richards riffs and slide playing and stuff yeah. like that too. But uh, with that voice and that like you know drudgy Les Paul tone that he has, yeah, that it's more that, like that'd be pretty interesting. It's like yeah, it, I think you'd like a few of the songs. Word, yeah, I have to check that out then. And Johnny goes, I want to debate Christian on gravy biscuits. Oh, he brought up uh, Bob Evans earlier in the Discord about. Yeah. Uh, 
trying to get him uh, riled up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnny, we're getting close to wanting to wrap up here, so if you want to call and make a drunken fool of yourself, fucking call that voicemail number or right there. anybody wants to call Yeah, up. really. I mean, we've, we've got the voicemail. We've, I keep calling it voicemail. The hotline, the hotline is now open. You can call us up at that number, and we'll put you on the show, and we'll talk with you, and you kind of round out the show like that. We'll do a little what are we listening to, and then we'll ride it on out with some like machines and call it a night. Tyler, let's do fun. a little uh, mini debate. Let's oh, see. God. Yeah, Tyler, if you if you want to do a mini debate, call that fucking number up. It'll be like uh, <laughs> Brett Weinstein and Ben Shapiro, but instead of like serious political issues, it's just about dumb music trivia. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, there he is. Who we got here? Hello, sir. You are on the air. <laughs> Well, hello, boys. There you I go. just hello. wanted to let you know that. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Can you hear me? All good? Oh, hey, 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 hey. Okay, I got you now. Like, it's the, uh, the thing's backtrack, man. Hey, what's going on? I haven't seen you guys in a minute. I need to just come over and hang out. Yeah, you totally. Do you fucking invite me over? What the hell am I supposed to do? Read the goddamn mind? Come on now. I I have told you so many times that I have been wanting to talk to you about some different stuff, uh, like like podcast shit, that you need to come on over, and you're like, sweet man, yeah, cool, I'll do that here soon. And then I never fucking hear from you, Mr. Johnny G. Also, we're here. (laughs) All right. We're here. You know what? That is on me, but... Hang on, hang on. We're here. We hear you out elsewhere partying your what ass are you off doing? yeah exactly no, don't let don't talk to him take him off the phone He's okay so this is jody she's no. awesome. hi jody is... hey jody yeah he he can't talk to you right no, now. no i can yeah, totally can. talk jo- johnny's got this johnny's got this he's a big boy what you want to say johnny my dude uh Jody has also not seen Office Space, so we definitely need to do this at some point. Yes, um, we do. So whenever we go and do this, or whenever you get want to promote the filming, let's all get together for that, because that's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. No. And I think episode 100 definitely at least needs to be filmed if we don't... Well, probably won't be live stream it, but uh, we'll definitely film it, I think, and do like an actual video release. I think that'd be pretty fun. For sure. Oh, yeah. No, that's going to be fun. Especially between... Like, um, and I will and also bring Christian... What's up? I was saying, yeah, we just set up capping our cameras uh, up on some tripods and we fucking got good enough shit. We can get that on there good. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And you know I have the extra phone, so we can actually set up a third camera or a fourth camera, whichever number that is. Yeah. No, that'll be good. We'll make it work, man. But I miss I you too, buddy. From the... What's up? I said I miss you too, buddy. Buddy, I, I miss you so much. Like... It has been eons since I've seen any of you, and it's like I I love seeing you on the air. I love seeing you with a live stream and like listen to you. But at the same time, like it ain't the same. You know it ain't the same. It's not. No nah, man, not. come on over. We'll play some Sonic the Hedgehog and go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I will definitely bring the discs for that. But um, I will bring. So from the episode for Christian, I will bring him from a select restaurant a order of. Chicken and waffles. Oh, because shit. I, I will bring. bring I will personally go and pick it up before coming over, just so he can try it. And then we can get his review on air. And if it's shit, it's shit. If it's great, it's great. Doesn't matter. I just want to do it because he was just like, nah, 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 that's not good. I'm like, 
bro. It, I've had some that have changed my life, and I said the same exact thing as him. But yep. I'm gonna, we're gonna see. We're gonna see how it goes. I like that. I like that. That'll be video. Uh, that's Perfect. more video content. I like it, Johnny. That's why you got to come over, motherfucker. Man, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Also, I'm like literally down the road from the central from you, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. Few, few, few minutes later, we're just gonna like, hear him knock right on the now. door. <laughs> All of a sudden, before we can uh, finish the no, stream, he no, comes back and it, 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 <laughs> No, I'm like halfway through a bottle of fucking Jameson cold brew, so uh, no, they ain't happening. Okay, okay, like three-fourths of the way. Oh, man. All right, Johnny. Well, I hope you have yeah, a good way to night. Sell them out. Way to sell them out, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> well, man. Sorry, I mean, I have to. <laughs> well, man, definitely stay safe. Don't you dare leave that house then, since you're already that far in. Enjoy oh, yourself. Not leaving. I don't know. I'm not allowed to leave. Uh, you guys get to meet her soon. She's good people. Excellent. She's got excellent. a lot to talk about along with other other stuff. But great. I'm gonna leave the air open for everybody else. Y'all Word take up. it easy. All you right, too, man. man. You have a great night. All right, you guys too. See you. It's always Ooh. great hearing from the Johnny G. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Speaking of chicken and waffles places gus's oh my god yes yes stop it dustin (laughs) (laughs) oh my god no fuck you johnny g i want some chicken and waffles now there's this have you been to letty's yet no letty's uh was it off of uh it's pretty close to uh shamrock it's right off shamrock it's a little uh little sunday brunch kind of deal and they have Uh the best chicken and waffles when they get it on special Nice. No, I'm, I, I'm down for some new chicken. You will new, feel new. Wow, some new I'm down chicken for and some waffles. Not I that old down, chicken and waffles. Not that old bullshit. I'm down for some new chicken and waffles. No, no if you go and get a, it's it's so good. It's so flavorful. You will feel like a fat piece of shit afterwards. <laughs> oh shit, we got another caller. Oh yeah. Welcome to the show. You on the air, motherfucker? What's up, Reese wow. Witherspoon? That was a polite way to answer the phone. I'm just like creaming in my pants right now. <laughs> All right, don't make it weird. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> you literally asked me to come on here, and you don't want me to make it weird. Like, <laughs> but some, something's not out enough here. You're right, you're right, you're right. That's on us, that's on us. <laughs> so, uh, so what are y'all trying to debate about? Because I, I can debate about anything. I was like, you're the one that starts it. <laughs> yeah, really, man. We're, I mean, we're, hey, we're you you want me here. to start? I mean, man, oh, I, you know, my hey, brain's I got, just I got piling one. up. I could. I got one. Okay. I got one. Uh, trying to think. You said you had one. What the uh, fuck? It might be too much of a hot topic. <laughs> I, out of the uh, Seattle uh, grunge bands, uh, I mm-hmm. think I like Soundgarden. I like a lot of Soundgarden songs, but I think they're slightly bad, bad. overrated. Okay, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but that that uh, that is the best band to c- to come out of that scene. They're None of the other bands could touch on them in terms of songwriting and the way that they craft, just like the way that they were able to craft songs with the weird tunings that they used, the time signatures, the lyrical content that went into the songs. Like, no other bands could touch what that what they were able to achieve. Bad Motorfinger is probably the... Is a is great. I love the album Bad Motorfinger. That's probably all about that super unknown man. 
Super Unknown is your Super jam. Unknown. For some reason, I couldn't latch but, on to Super Unknown all the way through. I love the, the man, I love the. Uh, you need to listen to Mailman. That, okay, that is the greatest song probably ever written. R- really, and I will stand by that. I will stand by that. Mailman. All right. It's got like um, it, it's kind of like an open G tuning, but they tune the bottom E string to a C, and it's got That's just weird. this really unique gritty tone to it. They probably threw like some Telecasters on there because it's got that single coil thing to it. So it's kind of like it's kind of like metal Rolling Stones. It's kind of what like the guitar tone is. And they were all they were kind of in their own little universe as far as like tunings and their own little sound and everything too. And I just need to revisit those last couple of records because the, the yeah first super two, unknown to, yeah perfect super unknown on. I just need to revisit. Otherwise, I love Slaves and Bulldozers. That's a fucking badass song. Uh, what's the other? Uh, what's the I, I, fuck? See, right? know, people say people say slaves and bulldozers all the time, and I'm just like, it's. I mean, I'm not going to oh, say that's that not one. a great song, but it's impossible. It's an impossible song to recreate outside of the studio element. You're right, and that's probably why uh, another reason I didn't latch on to Soundgarden as much because they, Chris Cornell set the bar really fucking high in the studio, and he always. You know, had issues live with it every now and then, but that's all, his own all, fault. All the time. You watch a lot of Soundgarden live, just about every Soundgarden live show, he couldn't pull off yeah. a lot of the stuff that he recorded. But I also, I, I'm a studio nerd myself, so that's part of why I love Soundgarden so much. I, I love how much they put, like, effort they put into recording. Uh, another band that does the same thing that, can't really pull it off the same live as Mastodon. Mm. Like, great studio band. Yeah. Now, and now, do you think that it takes away from a band, maybe, when they can't really replicate the stuff that they're recording and making it sound like that live? I mean, I I have mixed feelings on that because I, at that point, I just, it, this is where we're going to get into debate. Debating. Yeah. I, just say, I just say put on tracks. If you're Soundgarden or Mastodon, though, I mean, I can understand some maybe not bands. vocal, maybe not vocal tracks, but uh, uh, if you, you're stepping into oh, a no, sticky you, situation oh, yeah, here, man. You, we, where we, where we are can, you gonna go? We, we can get I, in the I weeds. Mean, see, see uh, there's something I want to say about this, but I can't say it on the podcast. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Fair oh, enough. Th- 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 this is something we'll we'll have to talk about in private. But if it's if if it's if what it's, I think it is, I I think I already knew that one to begin with. I mean, There's a lot of industry, it, 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 a lot it, of industry people do it. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's a lot of industry people. Yeah, right. and a lot of bands you wouldn't have expected. And it's to outside, do it. it's outside of the obvious one that you're probably probably thinking of. Yeah, no, it, it's someone it's, that it's we we witnessed we witnessed this one kind of being done. Well, it's not only him; it's a lot of yeah well, uh, bands that were touring well, uh, before the before the pandemic too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's a lot of bands that like I've I've gotten to witness by just being. By them, like there, there's a lot of big names that Kiss you know, does like, it. Layer up those vo- uh, those vocal tracks. Kiss does I it. Mean, the like, Stones do it on uh, whenever they play their new songs. Well, he, he's talking even more on the indie circuit. 
I believe it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah he's it, he's it, talking it, about one of the bands we saw thing. at the Fillmore. Yeah, I know what he's I know what he's talking about. Yeah. But it's just so oh, I'm not I'm not just talking about that band. I'm yeah. talking about uh, uh, I'm talking about some uh, some other ones that would just like kind of surpri- surprise some people and make them very unhappy. <laughs> oh, I bet. Oh, he, he's got one tea of them he wants to spill. One, that's one of those deals. I, I want won't... to, but but I but I can't. I know, I know. We won't do that to you. I I I I, I want to really bad. <laughs> we'll, we'll I, talk I, after I, the show. Well, on the, <laughs> well on that in in that debate though, um, if depending on the band, if it enhances the song and it kind of gives it up, say uh, you were telling me about the Fratellis, yeah. kind of implementing that into their set and how it kind of mm-hmm. added to it. It does. It did. So you could have that debate. And that argument both ways. I, I definitely think that it. Well, falls that's one under... thing with like track. Well, with like using tracks, like uh, one thing that like my band does is that we we layer the living hell out of our songs. We we use a bunch of different amps. We use a bunch of different guitars, and just me on stage with my Les Paul couldn't yeah. recreate that sound. But... That is the main core of our sound, but that is not exactly our sound. We're not like. ACDC where it's just Guitar, SG plug and play and shit like that. Yeah. But then again, you have to yeah, think about like, uh, look, looking in the chat here, uh, Dustin, uh, he actually commented, he goes, uh, that's why I love like machines. They sound great live like machines. They, even though they've got some pedals and stuff outside of their pedal boards, correct me if I'm wrong. They're pretty much a plug and play band though. Uh, yes, I, I, I would say that, but like also I said, aside from the pedals talking about shit. dude, yeah, but even in the studio, it, it is like that's where I learned how to record was by working in their recording sessions. Like, right. I mean, I, I, I don't want to talk about, you know, what they do in the studio, no, but fine. I mean, I learned how that's how I learned to record myself was by just layering the fuck out of guitars. And that's how you get that badass just massive sound oh totally but but i think what i'm kind of going with isn't necessarily like layered guitar tones i mean we we do that stuff too i mean on our on, hell on our last record we had acoustics yeah. and 12 strings and stuff like that so i mean that's I, just how i mm-hmm. we, we've been approaching records lately anyway yeah so we're definitely not uh, campaigning yeah. against having extra stuff on the tracks but i mean like to we're the talking point about live where, to the point where if you were to play it live it would be missing something like say for instance throughout the record there's a heavy predominance of keyboard it could be just something that, just that Go ahead. that's kind of see we 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 use uh, a lot of like synthesizers on our recordings and we don't have a synth player so i'm gonna spill beans on us we do we uh, even though we haven't played live yet during our <laughs> rehearsals we do have we we do have some synth tracks running, and a lot of bands do that too. And I don't think I think uh, I don't think that's pushing any lines. I don't think you you don't if you don't have to pay another uh, a keyboard player or a synth player to just you know do synth lines that require one hand to play. Totally, just run a track. And again, I think it really depends I mean, on the band and the genre. You know, I've yeah. I've caught little glimpses glimpses of you know where your stuff is heading. And I think with the kind of music you're writing, it kind of lends itself to where those sort of samples and tracks that you want to use actually really does boost it up. I think we kind of get a little bit pissy when it's just bands that sound like they should just be plug and play, and then find out there's a lot of oh, tracks going aren't. on with that, and it's just like that just feels lazy to me. I like the. Uh... Ozzy used to have. Well, a, I'm going. Uh, that's um, 
So uh, y'all, y'all know them sevenfold, right? Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Heavy track five. Yeah, and it heavy, shows. heavy track five. That that's I one it. a band that I haven't worked for or anything, and but it, it, I I have w- known people that have worked for them, and they they are big on using the tracks. Oh five. yeah, I mean I'm not surprised there. I mean I don't, Motley I don't Crue think even on I mean, their last watch few tours their... was all tracks. Oh yeah, Motley Crue backing they, they vocals. Should, they should. <laughs> they needed they need main yeah. Ozzy used my, to have my, my favorite video out there is that one of Motley Crue at their Rock in Rio where they're like interpreting what yes. Vince Neil is singing. That's still the best. One, all three, with captions. <laughs> Vince Neil became a meme last, that entire that, fucking that run. That is like my favorite music. Like <laughs> my, my favorite music meme out there. I love it. Well, ma'am, I do hate to cut this a little bit short, but I think that's a good little launching point. I think that's going to be a pretty fun episode when we do get to finally oh, get yeah. in a room. When we really get into the weeds. <laughs> when we oh, get the weeds on this, it'll be real well, good. Th- it's going to get retarded. Oh, yeah, dude. It's <laughs> going to get crazy. Out there right now. Like, like, we're going to kill a couple of brain cells. Oh, a, a couple? <laughs> if only a couple, I'm going to be disappointed. I... I I mean, I, I I was just being humble. We're just gonna it. talk about like all the dumb shit. <laughs> well, all I'll, of I'll, it. Gi- I'll give you this moment of platform. You anything you want to yes. preach and promote? Anything you got coming up? You want to tell the fine folks listening? So uh, definitely go onto Facebook and Instagram and follow the Dirt Preachers. Yes. We are currently in the process of recording our debut single with our buddy Ned who does Andrew of Like Machines solo project. Uh, we're doing it with him. And then Andrew's also, uh, him and I are working together on, uh, I wouldn't say like the song rank cause I'm doing most song rank, but you know, just adding flavor to kind of working as a the songs I already have. It. Yeah. Yeah. As a, as a co-producer and just making the song because I, I have only, you know, my experience of songwriting. So, right. Right. I haven't really had like Andrew's more of a mentor, I guess, is the the appropriate word. For I dig it. that. So it's a master class, if you yeah, will. Just, yes, exactly. My own personal master class. Excellent, man. No, I oh, really yeah. can't wait to hear uh, all that stuff coming up. And I know you're a man that spins many plates. I know you got other stuff going on besides that, and we can't wait to see all that that's going to come to fruition, buddy. Yes, indeed. I, I I am so excited to show y'all, and I'm glad that y'all are excited for it. Oh, dude! It's course. only putting a little pressure on me to be perfect, but you know, <laughs> whatever. You better gonna be fucking killer. kill it, brother. <laughs> you can't fuck up. You can't fuck up now. We believe in you. <laughs> I'm just gonna send you a text anyway, even if I love it. I'm like, fucking thing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, Tyler. That's, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you, uh, when are you traveling back home? What? When are you traveling back home? Uh, I should be back home like Thursday next week. All right, cool deal. Well, I know I'll talk to you before then, but I was just wondering if you're heading out tomorrow. But either way, stay safe out there, man. Have a good-ass time, and yeah, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Yeah, man. Talk to you later. All right, see you. See you, Bye. buddy. That was great to chat with. <laughs> I was like talking about background vocals. I was trying to, I was thinking of uh, what Ozzy used to do. He used to have a guy just behind the curtain doing background vocals with him. Yeah. Not even put him up front or anything. No. And, uh, 
Now he just has tracks. <laughs> to, uh... Let's go ahead and just kind of round out this episode. While uh, you and Tyler were talking about 90s grunge, something happened in the chat that immediately caught my attention. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? So uh, I said that I live, I used to live in uh, Roanoke, Virginia. Right. And uh, when we were talking about chicken and waffles a little bit earlier in the episode, uh, the first thing I thought of with before Eric even said anything was uh, this place that was right down the road from where we used to live called Thelma's Chicken and Waffles. All right. Oh, my God. That shit was the best. It was the bomb. Like the coolest people work in there. As soon as you walk in, they like it, it, it wasn't fucking Olive Garden. When you're here, you really fucking are family. It's one of those, you talk to the staff on a first name basis and everything. Yes, they they remember your name by the time you leave. And by the time we showed up the second time, it was, oh, the stiffs are back. Welcome, welcome. We actually have the same kind of as beautiful, wonderful people. And I was just thinking, I was like, man, if we ever find ourselves kind of running through, you know, find a way to detour through Roanoke. That, that'd be a pretty good little spot. I'd like to take the guys there. Right as I kind of had that thought, Eric, uh, he mm-hmm. pops in. He goes, Thelma's Chicken and Waffles closed down here for tax evasion. <laughs> well, I think that uh... was it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck. And then to put the top on and off, and this is all allegedly, the, this is all hearsay. He goes, plus loads of pot in the owner's attic. <laughs> Wow. That's like that episode. There's a whole season of Justified where um, there's a uh, barbecue, uh, this little barbecue, little uh, hole in the wall joint. That's also like a weapon supplier. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like the biggest gangster in Harlan County, too, that nothing gets by him and shit like that. Oh, my God. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, R.I.P. Thelma's Chicken and Waffles. Um, Damn. You didn't want to pay your taxes and you grew pot in the attic, uh, allegedly. I was looking, when you were scrolling down, uh, a couple of other chicken and waffle places uh, got closed down through uh, tax evasion, according to some folks. Like, uh, what was that, Gladys Knights? Gladdy Knights. Gladdy Knights. I was thinking of Gladys Knight and the Pips. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dustin was saying uh, Gladdy Knights uh, got shut down for tax evasion. What is up with all these chicken places? <laughs> I don't know. Not paying their taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of scrolling through the list, just kind of making sure we caught up with everyone. Y'all... We've had a great time tonight. We've had a decent amount of little viewership. Yeah, thank y'all for participating. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, no shit, y'all. And uh, I still didn't do the very basic, easy thing of grabbing my little sound bite for uh, what the hell have we been listening to. And, uh, oh, Eric confirms. He goes, it was bags of buds. Bags of them, you say. Damn, so they weren't really growing. They were kind of like the middleman. It, w- it was fucking justified. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, he goes, <laughs> he goes, no plants being grown. Damn. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, om- only, they got busted only for tax evasion. They're like, we're getting the fuck it. We're like hiding. They're like, get rid of the shit. Flush it. Flush it. Flush it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I didn't do the very basic, simple thing of just, um, you know, putting in uh, my little sound effects. So, uh, so I guess we'll do this uh, old school style. We'll, we'll mouth it. <laughs> what the hell have you been listening oh. to, son? <laughs> I've actually been on a... God damn it! Oh. Did you not hear what I just said? I know, we're going to act out <laughs> the thing. What the hell have you been listening to, son? I don't think you'd like it. Well, why not? I love this generation's new music. <laughs> <Good enough. laughs> All right, Kev, what the hell have you been listening to? I've been on 
a UFO kick. UFO, really? Of all bands, elect. Oh, okay, no, no, no. <laughs> that's ELO. But yeah, UFO still, really. ELO's pretty solid too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No, but UFO, uh, if you don't know, is a European <laughs> you don't band. No, it's UFO. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, now you know about it's UFO. UFO. <laughs> Use a hoe. <laughs> Use a hoe if you don't like UFO. No, but uh, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Strangers in the Night, the live album uh, that they released in the late 70s. They were already like three or four albums deep. And uh, what I like about this live album is that it's actually a live album where oh, you yeah? hear like fucking like sticks being dropped. Fucking uh, the, my favorite part of the album is where uh, they do a long extended guitar solo for the song Rock Bottom, which is a fucking shredder. And Michael Rock Sh- Bottom. Yeah. I think uh, I think that came out first. I think uh, Kiss's Rock Bottom <laughs> came out first, so they might owe they might owe Gene and Paul no, a sandwich. Not a bit. Not a bit. <laughs> but um, what, what are some of the big songs from UFO? I'm, I'm having trouble placing one. They're pretty obscure. Uh, rock okay. Bottom, uh, Doctor Doctor. You know that Doctor Doctor, please. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay. Was, they were way more Got famous it. in Europe than they were in the states. They barely had any impact in the states. Gotcha. But Michael Shanker, the lead guitar player, was like the archetype. Heavy metal guitar player, long blonde hair, flying V, classically mm. trained, and he was pre Eddie Van Halen too, or like yeah. right around the same time. And there's a moment on the live album where they play the song uh, "Rock Bottom," and there's an extended guitar solo, and Michael Shank, you hear Michael Shanker giving the drummer his cue to come back in, and the drummer misses his cue. <laughs> really? Yep. And they ah. and they keep it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and it's like this is one of those deals where. For anybody that's ever played in a band, has ever played in a show, played a live show or whatever, it's just kind of like a, it's just one of those moments where you go like, even fucking like rock stars like UFO have those fucking humanizing moments. Oh yeah. <laughs> God. Well, uh, Tyler, uh, he he basically hit the nail on the head. Uh, I mentioned it on our Instagram earlier, but Like Machines uh, have a new song out today. Uh, take it away, and honestly. I've been digging it. It's a little bit more melodic than their usual stuff, but I think that's kind of a good thing. It's I thoroughly enjoyed the song. It's kind of kind of got an Alice in Chains uh, vibe to it, with, and with uh, the melodies and the kind of like haunting, you know, arrangement of the guitars. Mm-hmm. Alice in Chains is probably like my favorite of the the '90s quote unquote grunge deal, and I know Alice in Chains being a grunge <laughs> band is debatable too, but who? cares yeah <laughs> yeah and we'll, and we'll play that out um at the end of the show here let's uh cap read off some of that chat there see what people have been listening to. uh tyler asked uh, about michael shanker being in the scorpions at one point and uh yes i believe he was on the first couple of scorpions records uh shanker's brother rudolph shanker is one of the uh, founding members and still current guitar player in the scorpions really and uh UFO was a was an English band, but uh, Shanker was, of course, German, and his brother became way more famous. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Shanker, in my opinion, is a way better guitar player. Yeah. He's just one of those that kind of like, he was the rock star of that band, and uh, he was the one that got the ego. Uh, okay, so, so he, he primarily came from that ego standpoint. Exactly. Then. Got it. Word. All right. Well, I think we've been having a decent amount of fun here. Uh, think of anything else we want to touch on for wrapping this up here, Captain? Oh uh, man, Dustin's just uh, excited about t- talking about Chris Jericho and Fozzie uh, talking about uh, seeing a tour in October. I mean, yeah, 
Their crew's pretty cool. <laughs> no, we got to uh, we saw Fozzy uh, once. That was a. That, I am I'm personally not a big fan of that style of music, um, but I thought it was a very good show. I talked about this with some coworkers today about like folks we've seen that were way shorter than you expect than you expected, and Chris Jericho was definitely one of them. Yeah, but he's no. but he's cruiserweight, so <laughs> <laughs> he's what. Cruiserweight, that's a um, uh, yeah division, not weight division in wrestling. Uh, you, you you just you. you. <laughs> Cap, I don't I don't know what to do with with that. I don't know I, sports, <laughs> sports. It's, even though it's wrestling, it's still sports. It's I'm sports, lost. It's sports entertainment. Sports entertainment. I get you. There was a it. Swedish band that had like a song that came out. Uh, <laughs> it was just uh, them making fun of like people that are into sports, and they just yell it. It's kind of hilarious. It's it's way more funny than me describing it. I can't think of the name of the group. Are you are you sure it's way more funny? It's way it's the, it's the most funniest. It's the most funniest it's way of more all the funny it's, things it's of way, all the funnies. Way more funnier. It's way more funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael Shanker group. They had some jams too. All right. Well, guys, again, we've had a fantastic time. Uh, we're gonna play you guys out with a little bit of light machines. Yes, and, indeed. Uh, Guys, go follow us on our Patreon. That's where we kind of huddle together and kind of do all our fun stuff. We put a little bit of exclusive stuff out there. We got weekly shows coming out for you all the damn time. And if yeah. you, yeah, if you like what we're doing, sign up for our Patreon. We've got a ton of shows on there, and it's only a dollar a month, and you get to hear us uh, babble on about stuff like we've been talking about tonight. If you uh, dig what we're doing, and we'll continue to do it, and. Uh, for those that have been supporting us already, thank you so much. Absolutely. I want to give one big shout-out to Mr. Tommy Unit in New York City. Absolutely, dude. He has been killing it with those playlists. The best, uh, if you don't know, it's uh, Real Punk Radio. Uh, if you follow at uh, Tommy Unit on Instagram, he's got a link to his website where you can uh, hear his uh, shows stream live as they uh, as they premiere every Wednesday. And he's been featuring the fill-ins alongside other Awesome rock and roll acts like Wildlife, Helicopters, Bitch Queens, uh, bitch queens Uppers, fucking The Girls, mm-hmm. all ca- the, the best of like current rock and roll today, and we're happy to be in good company, so big shout out to Tommy Unit. Oh, yeah. And real last little bit, chat started flowing in, because of course there's a little bit of a delay from when we say stuff from when it actually comes in, so let's see. Tyler, yes, thank you so much for being on, sir. Love y'all, too. Um Eric says Michael Schickner Group MSG. Yeah, that was uh, my, the UFO guitar player's uh, next project post UFO. Yep. Brad Smith says New Killer Heart single. Tyler says Holy Shit by Chris Jericho. <laughs> Davis talking about a little bit of about, he's explaining what here. cruiser weights are. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Dustin actually recommends uh, do a Back to the Future. That episode. would be fun. I think Chris brought that up. I think that would be fun. I loved Back to the Future. I think Morrison brought that up. So I think that uh, Dustin, if you want to hear that, I think that would be a great Couch Potatoes episode, which is our Tuesday show on our Patreon, uh, patreoncom network. Uh, sign up for a dollar a month and you get access to all the stuff we've already released through Patreon, plus all the new stuff coming out. Two shows a week, a dollar a month, plus early something good for you for only a dollar. There's other tiers if you want it to, but we're only focusing on the dollar one. But if you want to do $10 a month, you do get a piece of merch every two months. That's pretty damn cool. And the more subscribers we get, the more uh, cool stuff that y'all get. That's right. Uh, the first round of... Uh, Gifts have already gone out. Uh, I know Danny, uh, he wound up getting a Something Good t-shirt, uh, and a few of the other $10 uh, folks did. I, 
I think I know what I'm going to do for the next round of gifts. So if you if you want to sign up for the $1 tier, you get all our extra shows. $5 tier, you get a little extra fill-ins content whenever it starts coming to fruition. But there's not really been much going on in fill-ins world. So, you know, that's more or less the, hey, you just really like us level. And then the $10 level is the, you love us <laughs> but, but, and you want some merch. <laughs> we're also a platform for more music too. And we're, you're going to get definitely get some more music from folks that we like as well too, or like folks that we think is cool. Oh yeah. And, and the cool thing about uh, the five and $10 tiers is that does open it up for, you know, any little studio projects folks are working Indeed. on or demos that the fill-ins may work on help. We don't want to post that to the public, but, to our special Patreon friends. Exactly. Y'all will at least get first access. I, I, I think we could do that at least for our Patreon folks. Absolutely. So keep that in mind if you uh, start seeing us talk about possible new stuff in the works. There might be some goodies on Patreon. And no, Tyler, I will not include a Polaroid of my asshole <laughs> in the Patreon. <laughs> That'll be for the $100 tier. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cap, do you have a fucking outro for us? Can I delete this trash app now? <laughs> <laughs> Which know, app? This Facebook app. Oh. <laughs> Have a good night, y'all. Thank y'all.
Thank you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com/somethinggoodnetwork.